Hey, listeners, uh, Ginger here. I just wanted to make a quick announcement and say a quick thank you. With everybody's support, I was able to get affiliated with a company called King's Coast Coffee. King's Coast is a New York-based coffee shop, and they produce their own, or they roast their own beans, and then they package them up and they ship them out to people all over the U.S. and Canada. You can also go into the King's Coast shop and get your own cup of coffee. They've partnered with me as an affiliate, and if you go to King's Coast Coffee's website and use code GINGER, you get 10% off your coffee order. They have everything from cold brews to espressos and regular coffee. It's delicious. People in the community over on my Twitch channel actively drink King's Coast, and I've had King's Coast. I love it, and I'm going to be drinking King's Coast like crazy from here on out. So if you would do me a favor, there's going to be a link uh, in the description for King's Coast. It's my affiliate link, but also use code GINGER for 10% off your coffee order. Supporting King's Coast supports me and... It really is super cool, and I'm super excited for this. So get caffeinated, and thanks a bunch. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Ginger Talks Podcast. My name is Ginger Snaps, and joining me, just coming in wicked quick, is uh, our good friend Druid. Druid, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, uh, wow, wow. I'm a highway star right now, that's how I feel. Um, <laughs> you, you know what? I, I'm just going to kind of uh, be plateauing for the first part of this conversation because I've just come in from something like uh, four hours on the road, uh, literally flying in. Uh, you can hear me saying um and umming a lot. That is not good. Uh, that's not good podcast spiel. Uh, so <laughs> if, we could, if we could stop moving this on, that'd be great. That's that's okay. Joining us this week uh, is someone who I've been really excited to have on. Uh, because I have a feeling it's going to be a little chaotic. We have a wonderful friend, Nightmare. Hey, guys. Hi, How Nightmare. How are you? Hey, yeah. Druid. Hey, Ginger. I tell you what, I feel, like, I feel like um, Captain Ahab finally getting his hands on Moby Dick right now, because we've been trying to make this happen for quite some I'm time. I'm sorry, what did, you, what did you get your hands on? Moby <laughs> Dick. Oh, okay. Sorry, we were breaking up there for a second. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> this, is all, this is all good copy. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, 
We fixed it in post up. Uh, yeah. No, this uh, is... yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I've got. We finally got our white whale. Mm. This we've uh, nightmare is one of those folks that we've been trying to get on for a while, and the stars have finally aligned that we can have some some garden variety chaos. Nightmare is really good at like, oh hey, we're uh, we're doing something super super chill and super fun, and then just shenanigans everywhere yeah 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 i i I sometimes break the mood a little bit when you're (laughs) you're really serious about like we're doing this fundraiser and it's for for kids who are in hospitals and then this blurb comes through and i go like oh shit that's a bad timing (laughs) (laughs) he's not even listening like he just drops into stream and he's not even paying attention and he plays something just like you know highly inappropriate like something to do with like dicks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I, I never do that I and we're that. raising money for kids with cancer uh nightmare good to see you i expect a donation to make up for that one. Oh boy <laughs> okay then here comes a four dollar twenty donation right <laughs> <laughs> but no it's nightmare is just another one of those folks who's just highly chaotic but still so fun and the fun funny thing about you being so chaotic is that you are very just chill. Yes, yes. Unless unless something happens that makes me unchill. Uh, <laughs> right. I was I was I was looking through some of the resources we have, and I saw a question already there. So. <laughs> uh oh. No spoilers, please. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers. But stay tuned. We'll, we'll get there. You, you, we're going to hear just how chaotic this guy is across yeah. the span of some long-form talk. Yes. May I just say, though, um, great voice for it. I do. Okay. You've got, oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm always... It, it's very hard to judge your own voice, and I'm I'm so self-conscious about that. Uh, if If you're streaming... And you're just talking into nothingness and you get no response and the, the, the chat is just watching what you're doing. You're going like, are they just sitting there thinking like, what kind of idiot is doing this? Or nah. are they enjoying <laughs> it? Or like, yeah, it's 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 hard sometimes. I, I can't, you, you know, this is why I've been so reluctant to get into streaming myself. It's just... Um, I do so. I do well bouncing off people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly, you know, I would hate to hear what it would sound like if I was just talking to myself for even ten minutes. Um, so that you know, that must be scary, right? It, like putting something out into the ether in that way, yeah. and just being like, "Oh, where where's the response for that?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely uh, yeah. And you get very little response back afterwards as well, because everybody's like, well, hey, this was great. Let me go on to the next stream. Right. 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 So, well, and that's. So, yeah. Thank you for that compliment. I try really hard if I'm lurking and I hear like a question getting asked or there's like a poll in chat that I'll just go up and just very quietly just like try to cause some activity. Because it's like, oh, I feel bad. Or like the times where it's like, 
so what do you guys think? And it's like crickets for five minutes. And I'm like, my hands are so full or I'm across the room. I'm trapped in my closet. <laughs> you see, I'm worried I do the exact opposite. I think I put streamers when I'm commenting in their streams, I put them into something of a walled garden of my own like fucking design. Absolute bullshit nonsense. <laughs> No, every single time that you've been in the chat through it, it, it's been interesting because I have to stop and go like, okay, he wrote half a poem. Let me read that real quick. (laughs) 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 And most of the time it's excellent. I I love, I love it. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, You know, my self-confidence levels, uh, you know, need that now and again. Well, you two, so the day, the full day after I got back from my trip, I had been talking to you, Druid, and I got done with my work thing, came home, and I was like, oh, I'm going to put on a stream to lurk in and just, like, get some other shit done, because I had, you know, events to plan for and prep for and blah, 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 and I come... Come surprising to me, I open up Nightmare Stream to lurk. I was lurking. I didn't say a single word, but I was listening. And I was watching chat, and I just see Druid just, just popping off. And I'm like, this motherfucker right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I was popping off as well. <laughs> That's like, a good way of putting it. I, but that's one of the things that I love is like, we are, cause we've talked about it before, but like just the, the amalgamation of everybody, like getting to know each other and seeing like new friendships form and like stuff like that just makes me so unbelievably happy because I just sit there and I just watch it happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It's amazing. The, 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 the contacts and the, the friendships, like you said, that that we've made over the last two years, mm-hmm. it's crazy, right? Yeah, you know, well, and I, you know, even through doing the podcast, right, we, we end up speaking to such a an eclectic bunch of people uh, putting this together that to be a part of that as well, I mean, that's cool as fuck, right? Well, and it's. Because I, one of my favorite things to talk to people about when they come on the pod is how we got to know each other or, like, our first real interactions and how we became friends. And I honestly don't remember ours, Nightmare. I, I mean, I've been trying to think about that, too. I am thinking it was either Fierce's stream or David's stream. It's got to that... be David. Yeah. And... I'm pretty sure that Fatal was involved at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been a long time. Um, we didn't start really like, I don't feel like, because we would like see each other and be like, oh, hey, but it was during the early days of Goose Goose Duck. Yes, yes. Oh, talking about chaos there, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh and God. That was now, crazy. It, now it's you know, uh, 
pretty standard to just be all like, oh, hey, how's it going? What you doing? I'm dropping a lurk. I'm causing some chaos. Deuces. Yeah. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think it. Uh, you were not part of the Valheim crew. No, that was uh, Sapphire Jade. I think was in there. Mm-hmm. And of course, Chris and Meep and Lou and Fadal, uh, the the usual chaos experts. Yeah. Um. That that was oh god, that was actually the time that I started streaming because they invited me. Saying like, hey, he might be a good fit for the rest of the the, the team, and uh, little did they know. Um, <laughs> but there were so many hilarious moments that I was like, I I gotta record this shit, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I got a copy of OBS laying around here. Well, let me just fire up my Twitch account and and see if my my key is still working, and because I set it up in 2017. Oh wow! And I did I think one. Uh, one broadcast and that was it. Huh. I was like, yeah. I, I we talked a little bit beforehand about the equipment, and this yeah. was way back when I had like a an HP workstation with with the fans running at full speed, so it sounded like I was in a wind tunnel. So I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't really put this out. Uh, this is horrible uh, entertainment for anybody. Yeah. So. And, and then I started in July of 21. Uh, I started like, well, let's let's record a Valheim session and and let's let's see what comes out of that. Yeah. And the so rest you, is history. You've kind of been at the court just over a year now. Then. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess my question, my question is: so what? So do you think the platforms changed? You know, kind of post pandemic everyone's coming back. Do you feel that that's made a big difference? Because, you know, that's one thing we all seem to have in common in this community right now is that that's the, the pandemic kind of shot a firecracker up all our asses and got us going <laughs> online. Do you think, I I feel that it has. Mm-hmm. I feel like the landscape's changed some, somewhat. It has definitely changed now that, now that real life takes over because you can see that there's people who, who started streaming they real life takes over again and they go like, well, uh, that was fun for a year and I'm off to doing my regular stuff again that I did three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's a challenge. Uh, if, if your real life job takes you out of town or something and trying to maintain a schedule, because that's one of the things that I like to hammer into people all the time. And I've been hammered. It's been hammered into me. Keep a regular schedule. Yep. Keep the same hours, the same days that you stream, because then people get used to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if, if like, like you, Ginger, I mean, you're off for two or three weeks, and I can see the apprehension, like, oh my God, are people going to remember me when I get back? Yeah. <clears throat> I I had the same thing in my vacation, in, in my daughter's vacation, I should say. We're off for a week. And I'm back for two, three days, and she's staying with me again. And I don't want to spend my time hooked up in my studio saying, like, hey, let's do a stream for eight hours or four hours. Right. And you go watch YouTube or something. Right. Uh, and I can see the numbers drop at that point. And, and 
to, to answer your question, I think there are people who just say like, okay, fuck it, I'm done with it. I'm 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 going back yeah. to my my normal life. Yeah. And then to the rest the rest of us, uh, the beautiful poison that we can't say no to, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because oh man my real life job is taking up so much more time but i think i just prefer to be tired oh yeah well yeah something too is like you are uh your day job is is a little bit more in depth than some others it yours is taxing in a different way like when I was working at the big retail job, hanging TVs and carrying fridges and stuff, that was physically demanding. But mentally, I was, I was still rearing and ready to go, and that's when I had started streaming. But like a mentally taxing job is, is almost a mentally taxing job will make you physically exhausted. Uh, but yeah, on the yeah, other hand, yeah. it's it's beautiful if if you can hook up with a couple of your friends and and do asinine shit online and people oh, actually right. like it. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a hundred percent true because I think it's it's great. You know, in my day job, I've got to be super official so much and mind my p's and q's. Then to just have a space where we can like let loose. Yeah. Uh, right. Me, like, I need that after a day of like listening to kids just out like complete dickweeds, man. And trust me, they do. Right. Um. It'll, so I've got. I work in a completely new department now. Mm-hmm. And here's here's something that's mentally ta- they all believe in fucking astrology. Oh no. <laughs> so. I'm sitting there and I'm getting fucking psychoanalyzed on the first day. And, you know, I'm nervous enough as it is. <laughs> and I've got my new head of department going to me, oh, you seem like a Scorpio to me. And I'm like, well, no, I'm a cancer. And she's like, well, water sign, basically the same. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're just, you're acknowledging your own, like, fucking horse shit there. Um, I gotta I, I got admit, I've watched some of the uh, horoscopes, and you go like, yeah, that's true. I am going to meet a mysterious stranger. Wait. <laughs> oh, God. Everybody meets mysterious strangers every single day. Well, except during the pandemic, because you didn't meet anybody. But <laughs> right. you walk outside, and you go like, oh, there's a stranger. He looks right. kind of mysterious. Hey, my yeah. horoscope was true. I think I've got to tell this guy to not accept candy off these guys. Just quick, quick, PS, <laughs> quick PSA. Right. Well, the, I saw some meme that was like growing up in the 80s and 90s. Don't take candy from from strangers. Don't get in a car with strangers. And then the internet. Don't talk to strangers online. And now it's, I'm ordering a stranger offline so that I can get into their car and they can take me somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like. Right, right, yeah. And everyone's watching Strangers Things. Or what, right. is that one? That was cool. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was just a chat room I was on. Sorry. Ah. Uh, um, uh, well, I haven't told you, Jared. I have to go to schools every day this week, elementary schools, in case one of our employees doesn't show up. 
and then I will have to teach. Wow, wow, wow. Well, good luck to you. Uh, it's fucking... I'd say this new place, um, this new spot, right, is... I've never seen such, like, horrific levels of disengagement. And Oof. I... Yo, so I'm, I'm like, handing out books, exercise books for the kids, and I'm like, this one kid uh, is just, like, not doing it. I'm like, hey, man, can you... And this is, like, literally, can you write your name on your book? So can you get your, can you get the name down on your book in the class number fella? And he just goes, turns around and, and you know, no pretension, no aggression, just turns around and goes, no. What? Okay. I'm like, what the fuck do you do? Kids are little shits, man. Yeah. I blame TikTok. I don't know. If, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, uh, it almost know, sounds all, like you guys are catching up to the US standard, aren't you? Yeah, uh, apparently. Uh, I, I, I believe I made this point uh, to someone just the other day. You know that global perception of the US, like fuck me, the UK's right there with you guys. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's well, and so I was on my trip. So uh, I don't know if the listeners really kind of know fully, but I took a few days off to do a fun nerd convention and then i worked for four days and then the rest of my trip was spent with like family and friends so i'm in a state talking to teachers who deal with just like kids who are just like oh i'm wearing like jeans that have been patchworked together i don't even know if there's material from the original pair of jeans like poor all the way up to like oh yes all of our students have you know a five figure uh admissions cost blah 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 and i'm like what the what the fuck is even happening right now yeah like uh, what, what you're saying what you're saying there is the wealth gap in action because the wealth gap right now is just insane right yeah. And, you know, that, that moves over to education as well. Unfortunately, you know, you it's like you've got these community schools that are just in disarray, aren't funded correctly. And then you've got these guys that are privately funded, like, centres, and you're like, fuck me. Like, the, the only thing they're missing is an astronaut programme. Right. Yeah, so are we sending some of the third graders to space today? <laughs> but they're going to go up there and meet Richard Branson. <laughs> and uh, yeah. wow. yo, it's 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 crazy, man. The world's a crazy place right now. I feel like uh, we're living in some like biblical times, right? It's fucking crazy, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little nervous to teach elementary school kids at uh, elementary school kids magic tricks. That's yo, literally what no, I'm look- doing. <laughs> That's what that's what you should open with though. You should call them elementary cool kids, and they'll be God right damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Yo, she hard. thinks we're elementary cool. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> that's... I was thinking about that too. What you were saying about the difference in in uh, backgrounds. There is most of the time in our area, at least, there is one high school in town. Mm-hmm. Right. When when I was growing up, and, and for 
the kids that at home that, that don't know, uh, I'm originally from the Netherlands. I moved over here in uh, early 2000. But my education was, was in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. We had a high school every five blocks or so. Wow. So when you right. go to a neighborhood, you have a working class neighborhood that goes to a working class high school. You have the posh yeah. neighborhood that goes to a posh high school. So you didn't have that extreme difference. Yeah, it's funny. We have that as well, but they. But what what you find is that the school, like certain schools, there develops like a culture in that school mm -hmm. where. Um, by the way, I'm really aware that absolutely nobody wants to hear about <laughs> the state of schools in the UK that listens to podcasts. But uh, irrespective of that, fuck you. Keep listening. <laughs> uh, we love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being our community. We love you. Uh, yeah. No, um, we find that uh, cultures emerge in certain schools. And then if a culture of kind of misbehavior or indifference towards education starts breeding in that school, everybody in that school is now lost. Yeah. Because the silent the silent uh the the silent majority of students just don't have that voice to fucking scream louder over the kids that are just able to derail everything that's going on uh but anyway that's that no, <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's 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 also <laughs> kind of falling in lockstep with everybody lockstep with everybody else i remember the scene from um dead poet society Mm -hmm. Where Robin Williams takes the kids out into the courtyard and says, "Like, let's start walking around. Just do your own thing." And at the beginning, everybody's walking at their own pace, and, uh, and, and at the end of the scene, everybody's walking in a cadence. Yeah. Yeah, like this is fucking society, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Yo, just um, stray off the path, guys. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> well, and like, I, I think because I watched at Poet Society in either high school or college, and like everybody had already been like, "Oh, Captain, my Captain!" I fun fact: I still have not seen Goodwill Hunting. Um, I would love to sit down and watch it one day, but like. There was a whole bunch of, like, for some reason, we were watching a string of, like, more serious Robin Williams movies when I was young. And I don't remember a lot of them. And it's yeah. like, Robin Williams is one of those people where people are like, you know, oh my god, he was one of the greats. He was always so funny. And it's like, no, but his serious shit was was the good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I always say, like, Fucking hell. Uh, what was that movie he did? One Hour Photo. Oh, he, God. He played the guy that uh, developed the the family photos. He became obsessed with the family. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which, funny thing about that movie, he actually gives the kid a Neon Genesis Evangelion <laughs> action figure. <laughs> um, because and which apparently right where Robin Robin Williams loved Evangelion and and pushed for that figure to be put in the movie. Did you know that? I had no idea about that. Yeah, he's a he's a weeb man. I love that. And that's why his daughter's called Zelda. 
Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, he was a massive fan of uh, the Legend of Zelda, oh, and, I... and watched and watched like Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is just crazy that Robin Williams was a a huge weed. Uh, really, really, he really should be the uh, the kind of spokesman for our podcast, you know. Right. I'm, I'm actually not surprised because I think he had such a fluid mind that it it moved in so many different directions at once. Yeah, and yeah, the, I think you're right there. The, the and, best and... example of that is uh, inside the actor studio. Yes, he did. Oh, I can did watch it so many times. He was great on that. And do you know what else yeah. he was great on, though? Um, sp- sponsors of this show, actually. Whose line is it, anyway? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yes. He took over when the complete he, show, didn't he? Mm-hmm. When he was on Whose Line, he really showed, yeah. oh, this guy is just off the cuff, funny as fuck. But I say he took over the show, but he kind of fit in. He He dialed himself back so much that he fit in with the cast, and then he took it, like, a step further. And a step further. Yeah, it right. Was, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's that's one one great episode. Oh God, yeah. who's and, and anyway? It's so easy to you know. <laughs> Drew Carey, <laughs> uh, friend friend of the podcast, uh, Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, uh, Clive Clive Barker did it before him, right? Uh-huh. Was it Clive so, Barker? Clive, uh, so the, I know the UK one had a guy called Clive Anderson. Clive Anderson, sorry, ah, Clive Anderson, yes, yes, yes. yeah. Different Clive, same. Which same is great, uh, which by the way, uh, Clive Anderson uh, did uh, a great interview with the Bee Gees where he managed to piss every member of the band off and they walk off early and I really, uh, if anyone's just got a spare <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just now have in my mind, ha, ha. Ha, ha, walking away, walking away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it is like that. Um, no, um, what is his name? Is it is it Barry Gibb, the singer of the Bee Gees? He just goes like, uh, yeah, shove your show up your ass, mate, and just walks off. It's absolutely fantastic. And Clive Anderson can't tell whether or not it's a joke, and he starts laughing, and he's like, oh, wait, you're serious. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, uh, whose line is anyway? Colin Mockery is also a, a genius. Yes, there's, there's yeah. so many outtakes where he makes uh, Ryan Styles laugh, and Ryan Styles is a straight guy. He's, He's it takes a, it takes something to to break him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pros, man. I when I was in college, uh, Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery came to my college and did a show no way oh god and that was all that people talked about for weeks and it was a little it was probably like three months before that kevin hart was there so we were somehow getting these great fucking uh comedians and performers that would come to our tiny little christian college I mean, how did you do that? I don't know. Well, it's the will of God, my friend. <laughs> yes, apparently. There's yeah, like some divine intervention in the school funding budget. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Colin Mockery is still acting. Oh yeah. Are they still doing? Whose line is it anyway? Yes. 
I haven't seen mark. it since the mid 2000s. 20... I've got it. Uh, oh, sorry. That is this year, yes. Yeah, I'm looking. Unless uh... you're listening next year, uh, listener at home. In in that case, that was last year. So uh, we can't account for whether or not it's still going. New but, episode came out on Thursday and it had Danielle Panabaker on it. I don't know who the fuck that is. She was uh, in The Flash. She's up, in a I bunch think. of... Uh, she's this young <sighs> actress. Uh, 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 sounds hilarious. The CW strikes again. She uh, she was actually whoa, a dragon whoa, con. Whoa, whoa. Are we dissing on CW now? Uh. <laughs> uh oh. Yo, look, 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 look. You don't want to know what I think about any of that, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yo, um, I've got a funny whose line is it anyway anecdote that yes. kind of implicates my dad a little bit. I will yeah, take it. We, uh, we were watching Whose Line Is It Anyway, and. In just in the in the family room downstairs, and uh, there was a there was a woman really prominently behind Drew Carey in the audience, and he kept saying, "Oh, she's a famous actress." I don't know who that. Who do you what do you recognise her from something? I'm going, no, I don't recognise her. So we watched this episode, and the whole time he's like, "I recognise, I recognise her in the audience." So I looked up the episode and I didn't have the heart to tell him it was like a really prominent porn star from the 90s. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I, I think I must have been like 14 and I was really disappointed. In that. Oh, that's fantastic. I was really disappointed in that experience, just that father-son moment of, yeah, that's dad just recognizing a porn star. And oh. she didn't want to find out about your parents, right? Right. Yeah, I'd already found the VHS tapes under the bed. <laughs> oh, we just rented them. Oh shit! Sorry. Can we <laughs> cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> now listen, we were we were in college, so uh, this was back in the in the eighties. Uh, VHS, you rented a recorder and you rented a tape, and uh-huh. you had a, a video night. We were at one point in the lucky situation. It was a complex of eight uh, buildings, and the antenna system would come in on one of the buildings. And I went to a technical college, and everybody else in that complex was going to the same college. There was a couple of electronic students who figured out how to link into the um, central antenna system. So they had a video recorder there, and they could blast it out to all eight buildings. The amount of tapes that were dropped off there is incredible. And about 50% of them were X-rated, R-rated, R-plus rated, whatever you want to call it, triple X-rated movies. At one point, you get immune to it. I I remember at one point we had a video playing. It was some kind of German porn movie. And we're just having a conversation while that is playing in the background. And I glance over at one point, and it's subtitled in Dutch. And oh. I go, hold, hold, hold on, guys. What is going on here? <laughs> the subtitles <laughs> and the German was in no way related to each other. <laughs> at one point, there is a sex scene going on, and the subtitle just says out of the blue, not bad at all. 
what in Dutch? Like, what? What is this a commentary or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, I actually I ordered this DVD right once from um, Uganda. Uh, this Ugandan film studio. Uh, oh, what are they called now? Oh, leave it with me for now. Uh, it's it, it's a, a bunch of Ugandans that live in a village. I was going to say that was uh, a rhetorical question, right? Because I yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't. It's something oh, I can't remember the name of the production company. And I wish I could because I would urge everyone to watch it. Uh, they, 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 they make Ugandan action films in their village. I mean, like this is literally a village where people are, you know, walking a couple of miles for some clean drinking water, oh, and they're wow. making these action movies. And the, uh, the name of the movie is Who Killed Captain Alex? Huh. I know that. So this DVD arrives um, from Uganda, and it has loads of... It's super personalized, right? So it's on a DVD-R, one of those recordable DVDs, and, like, scrawled in handwritten pen is, like, uh, you are the world's best commando, Michael, on the inside of it. And it's, like, super personalized. There's a picture of uh, a bunch of Ugandans with machine guns with a guy dressed as Jesus Christ saying like believe in the second coming of commando Jesus Michael oh my god and all this stuff. yeah it's like oh and but so I felt good buying this DVD because if you buy the DVD off them directly they customize it for you and uh uh and the money goes to the village basically and it's the most hilarious, like, hour and ten minutes. Uh, I made my entire family watch it on my birthday. But the reason I'm bringing it up now is that they have something, and this is, like, apparently, like, traditional in Africa, which is something I never knew about. It's something called a video joker. Oh. So um, a video joker, a VJ, it's like a DJ over the film. And the guy just comments. So, And this is part, you can't get a version of the film without this. The film is playing, and then there's like a Ugandan guy just going like, "Super action!" And uh, he's he's like, um, and so someone gets shot, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" And he's literally commenting over the movie. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, hey, hey Druid. Yo, I, I'm sorry. I, I already told Ginger I was going to keep IMDb open. It is on IMDb. Who killed Captain Alex? Yeah. By the oh, Ramon Film Production. And yeah, yeah. While you're oh. talking. The trailer is playing. Uh, oh my god, this is hilarious! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It, you know, I urge everyone to watch Who Killed Captain Alex. It is fucking wild. That's fantastic. Oh they have the greatest special effects. <laughs> Honest to god, uh, it has the best CGI helicopter you've <laughs> ever seen in this movie. Oh, that's... Uh, I had to mute myself there for a second. Fantastic. <laughs> Alright, that's on my watch list. Thanks yeah. a lot. Uh, it, it's it's uh, honestly made better by this uh, video joker. He, he, um, he, he. So you're watching the movie, and it's like 20 minutes into the movie, and he'll just like he's obviously run out of things to say. So he's like, he's saying, "You're watching Captain Alex. It's a good movie." <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You're watching it like, wait, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, he, he like congratulates himself during the runtime of the film. He's like, this is the first video joker in English. 
Oh, and wow. Worth it for the video joker alone, actually. Yeah. Oh, yes. So that's why I'm wondering if there's like a Dutch guy doing that for German porn films. <laughs> but just for subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, sh- yeah. yeah, Schnell, 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 keep masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much subtitling can you do in a porn movie, to be honest? Uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, you can only do ah, 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 ooh, 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 so many times, right? No, no, because there's more script to it. Oh, come on. Just because the pizza man slaps the, the, the girl, <laughs> that's no. No, there's actually. <laughs> the pizza man slaps the girl. Slaps the girl on her rear. What a mo- what a movie! <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a, that was an inside joke. Uh, Ginger uh, got it. <laughs> see, well, I didn't even get it, and I fucking oh, Pizzaman slaps the girl. It's a quote from Supernatural. Yeah, that are completely bastardized. Yeah, if the pizza man really loves her, why does he keep smacking her rear? Is the actual <laughs> quote. Thank you. Uh, but so it's the only way you gotta get that extra sausage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I got some pepperoni for you. Oh, <laughs> Listen to that porn voice on Nightmare. That's I know. Nightmare. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, that, that's my roommate. He's just left again. Sorry. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's this this goth bar here, and uh, they show like really obscure and typically very dark or like graphic horror flicks or some of those kinds of things and it's on one tv that's muted that's just like mounted on a wall that nobody fucking looks at but just you'll turn around and look towards the door and just catch this like weird scene of like a mexican horror flick Oh, right. Part of the thing I love about this bar is it's uh, got a very, like, Roman Catholic feel to it, but goth. And I love it. And it's a tequila bar. So you walk down into the basement of the tequila bar because there's no sign for it. And you're just like, ah, yes, the Ecuadorian place smells delicious. And uh, I would like (laughs) three shots of tequila, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you're watching like the Sinaloa cartel presents like fucking Friday the Fourteenth. It's crazy, but then like yes. on the weekends, so it's like the, the weekends. It's like oh, here's just like music videos that you're not listening to the music of. Cool, whatever. Thanks. Like it's <laughs> it's. Yeah, it's one of my favorite bars here, and I don't go to it often enough, probably because I drink too much tequila. <laughs> <laughs> That's how most good stories start, right? I mean... I drank a bottle of tequila, and then... I mean... <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there is a... Uh, uh, well, there's more than one website, but I remember <laughs> that I was looking for uh, some software to share music videos with friends mm-hmm. and I come across this application that looks like it's it's fading and uh, there's a couple of demo uh, sites on the, on the internet so I go through them 
and they're playing movies and some of them are playing copyright movies and there's this one channel that is playing horror movies and these are like the, not even the B rated there's like D to F rated movies mm -hmm. and there's a chat going on at the same time and they're commenting on the movie and you gotta imagine this is like Mystery Science Theater 3000 because mm. everybody's making quips about what's going on and, and that make the movie right. enjoyable yeah. it was so bad there was oh, somebody man. who was kidnapped and and they're being kidnapped by a killer and they're actually in their own backyard yes, and the rest yes. of the family doesn't know what's going on and you go like out the fucking window uh, see them <laughs> oh stuff like God. that Maybe. and that's what it, Captain I, Alex I, thing I so, reminded me I'm of such, yeah well I'm such a connoisseur of movies like that As, uh, we, we've talked about this on the podcast I think we what okay. did we bring up Neil Breen before I think so uh, Twisted Pear man fuck this guy Neil Breen uh, he writes directs and and is the lead actor in all his films, which is like, red flag, uh, this is an ego trip, right? And in every movie that he makes, he is like like a, a religious messiah. Mm -hmm. He's obviously so, like, um, dissat sorry, I had a bit of gas there. Uh, <laughs> this is a great podcasting, by the way. Um, he, 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 uh, he, he like, so this movie, Twisted Pair, he, he actually plays two roles, uh, alien twins that are coming down to Earth to save the universe. And I, I believe he's just a roofer in, in his everyday life. And it's really clear that he just... He makes these movies to make himself feel good about himself, right? Which I just fucking love that. Right. <laughs> I, I love that flex. It's like that, that movie, The Room, right? Yeah. Oh, I was looking for that one. Yes. Uh, yeah. What's his name again? Oh, uh, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. I I actually have met Greg Sestero, uh, who, is, you know, was kind of the straight man that Tommy Wiseau lived with while they were making the room. And uh, wow, just some of the stories that that he was able to tell about Tommy Wiseau, just crazy. But it's it's, it's a, on my you know, it's on my watch list and it's got the lowest meta score of any movie on my watch list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad movie fans out there at the like listening to this, I reckon we've got a few bad movie aficionados out there. The newest one out there that uh, I think it's going to take the trash film world by storm is a little film called Blackbird. Okay. Direct, directed, written, and starring Michael Flatley, the Lord of the Dance himself. Oh. As a secret agent who kind of seems to muddle through his entire like process in the best way. And the the reviews for this movie are just awful, but it's clearly gonna be a good time. <laughs> I love shit like that. Yeah, you, you I mean, you know you know me. Uh, mm -hmm. this is this is my wheelhouse. I bought Who Killed Captain Alex. You know, I bought it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enough so, said there, right? Yeah, right. Uh, but I'm so glad. But I, you know, I'll post. Um, I'll post some photos of the shit they sent me into somewhere on the uh, 
on the Discord community because it's just so worth seeing. Uh, it was so worth buying because of how personalised the they made it over there. The Ugandans, it was quite something. Yeah. God, bad horror movies. I remember two distinctly: Plan Nine from Outer Space and Oh, classic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Creeping Carpet. Oh, I don't know that one. That sounds like a, one of your fucking frat party pornos that you're watching. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of the Deadly Earnest Horror Show. Mm-mm. No. That must have been before your time. Uh, I think it was on Sky Channel or on MTV. But this was like uh, Deadly Earnest, who always dressed up as like a vampire. It was, I think, the male Elvira. And he had, at one point, the Ernie's, basically his equivalent of the Oscars. And he had the worst horror movies. This was, the creeping carpet was a a monster that came from outer space and was obviously a guy who had put a carpet over himself, literally a piece of carpet. Yeah. And was chasing people down. Now, if you had just walked away from the carpet, you would have been fine. However, he managed to catch several people. When he would eat the people, people would disappear under the carpet. And he knew that because at one point he'd eaten so many people that they didn't all fit under the carpet anymore and he could see their feet sticking out from under the carpet. It was so horrible, but it was so hilarious to watch. Oh. That's some of the best movies. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, uh, fucking Samurai Cop is one that comes to mind. Uh, It was made by a filmmaker called Amir Shervan, who um, basically, you know, if you want to think about where the quality of this movie sits, if we're looking at the Disney Plus metric, they, they they did they obviously did reshoots of this movie while they were making it, and the lead actor has the most wonderful head of hair. But you can see the moment where he had his hair cut during the production, and they did reshoots, and you can actually see the wig. For oh, about 20% of the movie. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many bad movies out there. I'm watching the trailer for Blackbird here. Yeah, oh my god. I mean, like, this is what, you know, what makes Black, like, the idea of Blackbird so compelling to me, sorry, I can't get my words out, <laughs> is that um, the fact that he made it himself and puts himself in that role, the fact that you're watching this guy, like, actively try and sell you this ego trip of himself. Um, where he's this secret agent that can just do everything. I mean, just to see that mindset, like, on camera in that way is so candid that it almost, like, uh, it almost, like, kind of sidelines into the fucking art realm in how uh, how much of that person's, like, inner psyche that you see in that moment, uh, how naked Michael Flatley becomes... In the fact that he's like, well, I'm going to be a secret agent and I'm going to get the girl. I'm also 75. Right. Uh, you know? That I'd probably reminds got... me of The Mule. The Mule? I haven't Mule. seen that yet. Oh, God. Before you even see it, you have to watch the Saturday Night Live review of it. It's oh. got Pete Davidson and um, 
Oh shit, what's his name? I can't think of him now, but they do a review of the mule and they tear it apart. Because oh. apparently it's a movie directed by Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Starring oh, wow. Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I I won't say anything else. Just watch the clip. I'll, I'll drop it in Discord later. It's hilarious. Um, uh, and don't you just love that, like, when you're watching the credits of a movie... And it's like starring Clint Eastwood, directed by Clint Eastwood, <laughs> produced by Clint Eastwood. Sound effects, <laughs> um, sound effects by Clint Eastwood. And he's, so that's why every time, every time someone drops a plate when Clint Eastwood's on sound effects, it's just <laughs> instead of a smash. <sighs> John Delaney. John Mulaney, that was his. Uh, oh his yeah, John Mulaney. Yeah, right. John Mulaney's so good. Yeah, I. There we go. So See the resources. A movie that I absolutely love, but everybody also, um, like everybody, kind of like pokes fun at me for for like no this is actually a shit movie but it's also gold is the movie that i go back to frequently from dusk till dawn oh yeah and we it, did a little uh we watched yes. that together I, that uh, is one of my favorites because it's tarantino yeah. without being full tarantino but also yeah. just the twist the twist the twist is fantastic, and and by the way, and, and this is something we noted when we watched it. How great that um, Cheech of Cheech and Chong fame plays like five roles in it. Yeah, yeah. he's got and three he, and, distinct and one, roles, and one of them is Pussy Guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got we got Hispanic Pussy. We got <laughs> you know that, that guy. Yeah. Just it, it's so fucking ridiculous. And then the his spot in the end. It's like, wait, what what? There is a twentieth anniversary showing. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm uh, just I'm just getting up the pussy guy uh speech here. Because, <laughs> um oh my god. All right, pussy, pussy, pussy. Come on in, pussy lovers. Here at the Titty Twister, we're slashing pussy in half. Give us an offer on our vast selection of pussy. This is a pussy blowout, all right? We got white pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy, yellow pussy. That's awful. Yeah. Pussy, cold pussy. We got wet pussy. We've got smelly pussy. We got hairy pussy. Bloody it, pussy. It's we've insane. Got snappy pussy. We've got silk pussy. Velvet pussy. Uh, Norhide pussy. What the fuck is that? We I, even got uh, horse pussy. Dog pussy. <laughs> chicken <it's>, pussy. <laughs> Come on. You want pussy? Come on in, pussy lovers. If we don't got it, 
You don't want it. Come on in, pussy lovers. That's Cheech, that's Cheech Martin in the role of Chet Pussy. In the film yeah, from <laughs> and uh, and the weirdest advertisement for a cat cafe I've ever heard in my life. Right, <laughs> but and he, just and that spot is a spot that like you see him in, and his his lines are what they are, and you're just like, oh, okay. They acknowledge it, and then they move on, like it's totally fucking normal. And I guess it's a t- Tarantino's involved in the flick. So yeah, it's kind of normal. But also... I can't believe he didn't say feet pussy. Oh, God. Oh, God. But on the other hand, Ginger, if somebody gives you a spiel like that about a, a bar, what what would you say to him? Like, would you just go like, yeah, okay, he's doing his spiel, just walk on? I mean... It- it depends. He's already gone in for the two drink minimum. <laughs> it it honestly depends on what mood I'm in. It, it really does because like you can catch me walking down the street and somebody just says one off thing and I'm like, oh, so we about to throw down over words that mean nothing, or other times I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is up with this guy? <laughs> like, yeah, whoa, and uh, just yeah, like just keep on walking, not a walk got- away. Yep. Yeah, we got dog pussy, um, and you've lost me. I, I'm just like, mm, okay. But also, so like walking down the streets of Atlanta with Lila on on this, uh, at this, uh, at this convention, convention, like, we're going through a, a less than savory area going back to our hotel, and I can tell she's really anxious, and I'm just like chill just like fucking walking everything's good ain't nobody fucking with me some dude almost runs into her and she's just like wow and i'm like i need you to not outwardly react just give me five minutes let's get down the street and then you can react but he just i I don't care (laughs) and that morning we literally watched a dude take a big old rip of meth and then start oh. screaming. <laughs> um, and well, I'm like... Here's to Atlanta, by the way. Uh, listeners in Atlanta, if that was you, please uh, call in for the next episode. We want you on the show. But the thing is, is like, for me, I'm just kind of like, cool. All right, we're just going to keep it chill and we're going to move on whenever. So like... Pussy guy on the corner is not gonna, like depending on the day I'm gonna be like, hey yo, can we tone it the fuck down? And then other days I'm just gonna be like, whatever, dude. Uh, you yeah, do you. Sometimes. Finger guns away. Yeah, right. And and you know your health insurance is just going up dividends if you even speak to that guy. <laughs> right. Just like you know, I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna I'm gonna move move the fuck along here. I just, I can't. Yeah, as long as you as long as you're in a neighborhood like that, you have to have eyes in the back of your head as well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost. I, I don't have my head on swivels, but I do know what's going on around me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I feel that I've over the years have been forced to become way more streetwise than maybe God intended. Right? <laughs> um, not that I believe in God, by the way, guys. I'm not a fucking sellout. Um, <laughs> But oh my god! Oh, the house across the street from me is going crazy right now. Is it still? 
Yeah, so I thought the police had moved them along, right? Mm-hmm. So for the for anyone that doesn't know, like uh, we had a burnt out car, we had a car explode across the street from me, like maybe a few months ago. Oh, okay. and uh, yeah. So I've got I've got like you know without like you know nobody knows where I live, so it doesn't really matter. I'm not snitching here. <laughs> we definitely have like a major drugs operation going on across the street from me. And uh, it, it it's a crazy thing, right? Uh, because like I'm walking home and I'm like, do I feel safe now in this neighborhood? And I, I realized actually I feel super safe because these guys they don't want to shit where they eat. They don't. They're not gonna mess around too much in their own backyard. Right. So I'm not getting burgled by them. I'm not getting like bothered by them. Okay, a car exploded. That's pretty bad. But, yo, I feel fine. I feel like I've got my mafioso guardian angels with me. Right. Well, that's like, I was walking somewhere by myself. I'm literally in a city by myself, walking through, uh, and I'm like, I obviously stand out. And I'm like cool, I'm going to do my thing, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to leave. And somebody was just like, aren't you afraid? And I was like, no. no, Like, this is definitely not the worst place I've ever been. And then I get back home and I remember how safe I act, like the area I actually live in is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's how just kind of like bougie. A lot of it is is how you... Uh, behave yourself as well. That's kind of what you said to Lila. Like, don't acknowledge him. Just keep on walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that we went to um, New York uh, Thanksgiving after nine eleven. Oof! So oh, shit. We we yeah, we saw the the smoke. It was still smoldering at that point. Oh. But I just noticed the difference between. The way that I walked down the street in New York and the way that my wife and father-in-law walked down the street. They mm-hmm. were tourists. You could tell. They're like yeah, walking around, looking at everything, and I'm just walking like, we need to go to that metro station. I'm looking around me. I'm seeing things, but I have a purpose. I'm walking over there. Don't fuck with me. Right. Yeah, and... As so, you know, when I went to New York, I I can tell you that that is exactly you know because New York's not as weird as it used to be. I don't think. Right. And you went at a time when tensions would have been high, but like New York's, it's it's just so densely populated with people. There's so many fucking weirdos in New York. Like, Listen, I I lived in I, Amsterdam, man. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, but so what? You get stag parties, right? you just get people from our neck of the woods coming over yeah yeah oh god it was one of my best experiences we're sitting on um in the red light district right next to the hangout of the hell's angels and we're just having a beer and we bonded with the hell's angels because there was a bachelorette party going on and i'm like god damn it just piss off Go, go do it right. somewhere else. And they were like, yeah, we hate those motherfuckers too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've been to Amsterdam maybe five or six times. Um, I could say to live there, I mean, geez, it must be exhausting. 
It can be. Uh, the moment you get outside of the, the, the actual city center where all the tourism is going on, it's a perfectly fine town to live in. But right. yeah, it, it's... But the tourism is very much taken over the identity of the city. Uh, in uh, what you've even, seen from it, then I think. Uh, what was that? What you've seen from it. I lived on one of the outsides of uh, one of the suburbs, uh, and we had a neighborhood bar. And it's kind of like if you know where to go in Amsterdam, you still see the old, right. the old spirit and everything. It's it's everybody comes together and does things together. You know your neighbors and everything. It's 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 a great town to live in. As long as you stay away from the two squares, the Liza Square and the Rembrandt Square. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. goes there. Yeah. Travel tips. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me to get out of the Bulldog? Is that what you're oh, yeah. No, no, go to the Bulldog. Absolutely go to the Bulldog. <laughs> and go to Paradiso as well. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw a rat in the Bulldog. Okay. Uh, inside. Okay. What was he playing? Uh, he was he was <laughs> dirty Harry. Uh, I don't know. Uh, fucking. Uh, <laughs> what was he playing? I, I really want to give you a good answer for that, but I just don't have one. I, I, I made him speechless. <laughs> Mark this in the podcast. <laughs> podcast history. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a wonderful town to live in, but uh, yeah, there are certain things, and it's with every town that 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 are not not good. Uh, it it is so much better than it was in the seventies, at least. Uh, the red light district is a nice neighborhood to walk in. In the seventies, you didn't want didn't want to do that because yeah. the junk is on every other porch. So. Do you know what's the best thing about being in the Amsterdam Red Light District is just st- sitting on a bench and observing what's going on. And every time a student, uh, like a, a not student, a a tourist gets their camera out, watching the bouncers outside collectively shit themselves trying to get down there to the yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> It's not done because the, the girls don't want to have their pictures taken. Yeah, yeah. You just don't do it. It's yeah. it's respect. I, and I completely understand it. But, like, so many people just ignore that fact. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too, is sex work is becoming more, like, accepted in general. It just, like, over the, like, Western civilization and stuff. The fact that, like, oh the red light district in Amsterdam is a little bit more cleaned up. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, no shit. It's, it's like, ah, so we're actually taking care of our sex workers. Fuck. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) My, uh, circling back to, uh, hell's angels. My older nephew, uh, has a best friend who's a hell's angel. So I want to, I want to take you guys on this little journey with me because I learned this, uh, well after the fact, my nephew, who's like 10 now, when he was real young, they would, my family would go to this little like lakeside town that has like, uh, 
arcades and like amusement park stuff and putt putt and just all this all this stuff. But in like the nineties and early two thousands, it was overrun by Hell's Angels, and the Hell's Angels were just like, "Nope, this is ours now. Go fuck yourself." Uh, slowly, community got it back. Well, the Hell's Angels still roll through there a lot, and my nephew is with his grandfather at a bar, and some Hell's Angels rock up, and now. His grandpa is an idiot and lets my nephew start talking to this hell's angel. Grandpa walks away, comes back and goes, where is grandson? And then you hear my nephew holler for his grandfather from the arms of a hell's angel. Is that, oh is that, isn't that the song in the arms of an angel? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> not not quite the same. And oh, okay. So, and so our local Hells Angels would actually, they ride in like parades and stuff. Like, yeah. And uh, so they would they ride by. balloon animals. I mean, <laughs> they would fucking ride by and they'd see him and they'd all stop and wave. And like, my nephew is this little celebrity amongst these Hells Angels. And so he goes there with my mom to that same area and he points out the dude and he's just like oh hey Mimi look it's so and so and my mom is just like what the actual <laughs> fuck is happening right now <laughs> such maximum respect to that guy he's played Lost in the Dam GTA 4 like it just apparently like they're just like no he's our little buddy he's cool as fuck he's just you know this kid whose, you know, grandparents like motorcycles, but will never own one. And they've got really loud cars. Oh, cool. And then, you know, uh, if something ever happens and that kid just like, you know, needs some help that mom and dad can't help with, I fear the motherfucker who crosses him. Yeah. <laughs> and the hell they exactly, just find out. That is exactly the thing. Uh, don't don't give an attitude to them. Yeah. Uh, like, we had a uh, a Dutch news show on uh, Veronica. Uh, in Dutch, it was rechtstreeks uit Richter. It was um, uh, a guy who would who would visit people on their birthday. And one time, he actually visits the the head of the Hell's Angels in Amsterdam on his birthday. Well, that went kind of south because uh, the guy who was doing it, Jan Lindfrink, that was the the reporter who was doing it, he had a little bit of an attitude. And some of the angels didn't really like that. So Oof. at one point, he was actually there with a, uh, a bodyguard, for lack of a better word, from the angels. And he makes the wrong move, and the, the clip is on YouTube because I watched it several times just to laugh at him. He gets hooked by one of the angels, and they have to pull that guy off of him because he just disrespected them. And that's something you don't do. But it's asking to lose your teeth. Yeah. yeah. I think he had them, but he was very close to losing them. Like, I I do some stupid shit, and I say some stupid shit to people I shouldn't stay, say stupid shit to. But I'm also a firm believer of I, you know, I will 
cash checks that my mouth writes. And if I can't cash that check, I will take that responsibility. Like fighting Joe Rogan, if I ever got the chance to actually have a professional boxing match with Joe Rogan, he would probably beat my ass, but it would be worth it for content. <laughs> I don't believe he would, anyway. I mean... All that ivermectin going around his body. Well, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry to bring that up. Back up. I thought we were, <laughs> we were smooth sailing out of that realm, but I've brought it back. No, no, no. We know, we, yo, look, he, we know he listens and he yeah. never answers the call. So that's that's on him now. Yes. I can't wait for a master cut of all the times I've challenged him to a fight to eventually <laughs> hit his airwaves and he's just like who the fuck yeah. is this yeah we've got joe rogan pussy you know how it is you know yeah. how it is we'll take what well, yo anyone that's got over a million subscribers will take you on mm-hmm. and that you know and we'll also take on ben shapiro we'll take on jordan peterson <laughs> Here you go. It's not uh, about the quality; it's about the quantity of the listeners, right? Y- yes, I think I think so, and that's what you know. That's why we sell out every opportunity we can <laughs> on this show. Oh, what's that? I've just got a text. Wait, who's that? Who's that? Oh, it's Elon Musk. He's just asking how Nightmare's doing. I'm just saying he's doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Tell him I call him later. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, he's like, oh wait, let's wait a sec, bro. I didn't didn't think you liked material possessions, so uh I don't know what your text on, fella. He said he's borrowing he's borrowing Ted Sarandos's phone. That's ah, uh, are they on the on the golf course today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're out there with Trump. They're having a secret uh, meeting about they're having a secret meeting about offshore taxes to the Canons. Um uh, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, no, I've just got pinged by Anderson Cooper. He just says, uh, are you free to make a comment? No. <laughs> I won't. I won't succumb myself to the mainstream media. Uh, well, I'm speaking of selling out. Uh, this isn't quite selling out, but I, I thought about this. And I saw... Our merch on people in person. Oh, that's great! Like the Golden Ten merch, Golden Ten and zero hours of usable content. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, can I just say, like, you know, Golden Ten is just some guy in his room that put glitter paint on his penis, and little does he know that there's a little pocket of the internet where. They just know who he is, and they're also wearing his username on their chests. Uh, right. You know, and if that's not like forward motion, and that's not like just one of the more beautiful aspects that life on Earth can give you, I don't know what is. It, and hearing screamed from across the street, "Ayo, girl, you shit with that ass." I, I was just going to bring up the T-shirt that I still have sitting in in like draft mode. Like, literally, I hear from across the street, I'm standing there on badge pickup day at the convention, Ayo, girl, you shit with that ass. But the only two words I heard and I instantly knew was shit and ass in that order. 
I if I hear that in public, I am coming out with like a fucking blade. Dude, Ayo, girl, you shit with that ass, and I turned and I looked, and it was fucking star. Classic. You see, you see, like I'm sick of people saying that to me. I'm out for a meal with my family, and people are like, "Ayo, girl, you want to shit with that ass?" And I'm like, "Nah, bruh." But I'm trying to order. A, I'm trying to order a spinach and ricotta girasol. <laughs> well, and- spinach is is good for it. Never mind. Let's, let's just move on. Yeah. God damn it! Yeah, if you ever wanted the proof, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> But on on the the connection of selling out, like merch, like our our merch and our Patreon are still doing things, and we're just yeah. starting season three. Yeah, give us your fucking money. I'm still cool with that. Like, I, yeah. Yo, I know, I know. We've been going for a little while. I know that we're losing that like sparkly sheen that we once had. We're not, we're not young pups in the podcast game anymore. I mean, look at look at the guests that you have online. You're really scraping the barrel. I mean, this nightmare guy. Look, what the fuck is he? Wow. Don't what even the fuck talk, is he? Don't, don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> I'm used to a different caliber down here. Yeah. Um. Oh well. Look at this. I'm glad. I'm glad that we've got someone that we can be sarcastic with. Uh, yes. He, this guy. This guy understand. We we broed down hard on the uh, the sitcom chat. The British sitcom. The sitcom. Shitcom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The quality yeah. comes down, right? The sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, broed down hard on British yeah, sitcoms. Yeah. Yo, I, and 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 for me. It's funny, like, I never feel patriotic, but when we were talking about British sitcoms, I sure as fuck did. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I mean, we can go on. How long do you have in this podcast? Another two hours? <laughs> well, like, honestly, I mean, like, the sky's the fucking limit with this thing. I um, watched I watched the documentary on Rick Mail the other day again, because I watched it several times already, and it's just amazing how much shit that guy has done. And that's just one comedian. Yeah, right. And, and, yeah. and he's great, underrated. Um, Absolutely. I'll point. I'll point people again to Hogs of War, the PS One game where Rick Mail does. It's a it's a Worms clone in three D. Because Worms was still two D back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rick Mail. So Rick Mail provides all the voices for all the characters in the game. God. <laughs> And it is absolutely, and and his presence makes it absolutely a joy to play. Because he's he's a hilarious dude. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I had something really insightful and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> British sitcoms are better than American sitcoms. That's fair. I'll leave that. I'll lead off with that. Well, that's nightmare because... shared something with me at the top of, or like shortly before you joined us, and it, I don't know if he wasn't like if he just didn't know how much laughter there would actually come from me, but I was just like, oh yeah, big punch at the end, giggle, 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 and it's like it's not. Only fools and horses. 
And wow. I think, Drew, it, it's it's the the most famous clip from Only Falls and Horses. So, am I thinking is is it where he falls through the bar? No. Uh, it involves a chandelier. Oh fuck! Right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a national institution that comedy. Yeah. Well, and uh, uh, the the thing is, is it's uh, comedy where you're at is so much drier, but also everything here is just like yikes on trikes. We're just repeating the same shit over and over, aren't we? Yeah, we've all seen Dahmer and Greg. Um... Oh. I I say everyone that can hear my voice needs to watch Peep Show. Yes, yes, that, yes. Is, I've started it. I've started oh, it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I awesome. recommend it. It's so good, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I recommended, uh, I recommended oh that to God. you on stream the other day, yeah. I, I uh, did the first episode, and at the end of the first episode, when he goes after the... Uh, it's, yeah. Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and and believe me, dude, it gets better from there. It gets better. It, oh god! It, oh my god! Uh, I, I really somewhere around C- series four, um, series three and four, it really like finds its stride. It is fucking hilarious, man. Because you've got so, that inner inner monologue going as well. Yeah, the, the, the two guys are such complete opposites. And yeah. <laughs> it's, yes, it's great. So when we were talking before the the recording started, Ginger revealed something to me that was an absolute shocker to me. Oh, she yeah. has she has never seen Faulty Towers. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an absolute classic. So it's yes. John Cleese, um, Connie Booth, a Payton, yep. Connie Booth, yeah, his uh, wife. What? Yes, yeah, so Connie Booth was his wife, and then Prune, like because she was way younger than him, right? And then yeah. Prunella Scales plays his actual wife, age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, what's it? Manuel. Andrew Andrew Sachs plays Manuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shows fucking elite. There right? should be butter on those trays. No, no, no. It's, uh, no, <laughs> it's uno dos tres. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Forty Forty Towers is great. Yeah, a lot of quotable moments. Oh man! Oh, I, 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 yeah, I I told her about the the Germans in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and can we just say that part of the reason this shit is better than U.S. comedy is because Forty Towers, right? Two series. Of six episodes each, yeah. it leaves you wanting more. Mm-hmm. And That's I didn't the realize there were four years between the two series. I thought right, they were pretty right, much back right, to right. back, but uh, I don't know how well traveled you are. But I've been to Torquay, where the show is set. And can I just say, when you go to Torquay, it is that is the reality of it. It is based on a real life experience they had as the Monty Python crew going on site to do recordings and they stayed at this bed and breakfast that was run by an absolute asshole of an innkeeper. I love that. So well, Yeah, I, but I've never I, been to Turkey. It yo, it's it is exactly as the show portrays it. Yeah. 
which is uh, you know to say it's the coastal da- the coastal town they forgot to shut down. Uh, they it shouldn't be there anymore, but there's still this air of pageantry and old school kind of ethics there that just keep like so everyone there's eating fish and chips. Everyone there's like good, prim, and proper, and it's a comedy of errors every time you go to Torquay. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure everyone is absolutely thrilled to hear us talking about this. I, it's, I mean, so <laughs> I'm a you know not very well traveled because I am a, a oh stinky American with no uh, passport. <laughs> Which we're going to change, but you said fish and chips, and I immediately flash back to eating uh, very subpar fish and chips in Atlanta, or not Atlanta, but in Georgia. And I've been spoiled, though, because there's a, a guy from England who opened up a pub north of me by about 45 minutes. And his food was so goddamn good. That's not not authentic fish and chips then, because authentic fish fish and chips are supposed to serve on like a dirty newspaper or something. No, his... Uh, uh, Carry on, sorry. His, it was the closest thing, like other Brits that I know, they're like, no, this is the closest thing that I can get to fish and chips from home. Right. Uh, I'm going to say something here that might piss off a few people. Fish and chips is trash. Yes. It's not that good. It's, Especially it's... in the way we've got so much of the culinary like world open to us now. Mm-hmm. That fish and chips, it, it's like a, it's a, it's a beige malaise, man. It's honest to God. Um, the fact that that's our biggest export, it, you know, gastronomically is embarrassing i mean i i get that i also come from you know the land of corn and butter cows so i'm sorry did yeah. you, i hope you said corn right yeah corn okay not not, uh, not porn not porn oh, uh, okay. we have a lot of that too uh but yeah corn. He, he was he was just preparing a, a subtitle track just in case yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's my side job Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Not uh, bad at all. But I, like, my area's, you know, claim to fame is fucking corn on the cob. And for some people, salt and pepper is too much. Like, it's exceedingly yep. white food. Yeah, that's called being white. I was literally about to say <sighs> under-seasoned. And I'm like... My mom did a really good job of making me like culturally diverse with food, even with my very picky palate. So I love lots of different flavors. But it's still like eating at my friend's place who, you know, oh, I'm just doing a little bit of cooking. And it's very bland versus like when I make food and my ex would even be like, oh, let me just season this to the ends of the earth. Like, 
you don't put rosemary on on every single dish. I promise you. It's okay without rosemary on every single fucking dish. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta vary it up a little bit. But I think you're touching on something just to reach back to the comedy part why american comedy is so bland Ugh. it's exactly because uh the 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 corn and i mean with that if you look at a, a show like saturday night live which started on the east coast in new york mm-hmm. the moment they started broadcasting it to middle america mm-hmm. they had to tone it down yeah, it, it it was too much for them. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. common yeah. denominator I... is is low. Yeah, we lost like half of the podcast listeners now, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, we do every time. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I've got I've got a question for you. Okay, shite Jimmy de Cont. You you. You poop with that cunt? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Cunt. That's cunt. That's 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 Google Translate. Yes, yes, yes. Shut your mouth, cunt. Yeah. Oh boy. That's do you shit with that ass in yeah. uh, in Dutch? I yeah. love it. Hey, Drew, can I give you one other travel trip? Yeah. Don't try to speak Dutch when you're in Amsterdam. No, I don't. Okay. No, but I, I had, I had really, I had really floppy hair when I went to Amsterdam, and everyone started speaking to me in Dutch. I, I think it was because of the floppy hair. When was that? Because uh, the sixties were a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I kind of time travel, so it's fine. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shut him at cunt. Yeah. You poop with that ass. Oh, God. In Bully, in Bullyweig. In Bullyweig? Yeah, yeah, it's a district. Bullyweig. Bullyweig. It was spelled completely different. That's the thing. When I go abroad, I love to hear, like, the sounds of the places uh, that the metro goes to, yeah. uh, in in conjunction with how they're spelt. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. That's actually uh, uh, southeast Amsterdam. Yeah, uh, the Belmemere is one of the uh, buildings there. Every in the seventies, Amsterdam had this brilliant idea to um, to build like a suburb. Which consisted of high-rise buildings and nothing in between. Um, they since tore some of that down, but uh, I think the metro still goes there. And Bullerwijk may have been one of the buildings. They were like A, yeah. B, C, D, E, F, G, and they they tried to make it easier for people to remember by giving them an actual name because everybody knows that Dutch people do not know their alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fair play to the Dutch, by the way. Um, what I will say about Amsterdam, the food was fucking awful. Really? Yeah, yeah. I had a uh, great for dessert. Great for dessert, but um, wasn't a culinary adventure. 
But then maybe it was just because I was stoned. <laughs> I mean, fair. You were eating everything that you could get your hands on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, the fries at this McDonald's is big. Yeah, no, don't eat fries <laughs> at McDonald's. I wouldn't even eat them at the Fabo. Uh, there, are, there are small uh, snack bars that make much better uh, fast food. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I'm sorry for my ignorance. God admit that we have some awful fast foods, but uh, most of it involves that, mashed th- potatoes I, that are fried. I think I think that's because of the tourists. Because you know supply and demand. Mm-hmm. You go over there. There's people wearing. So if you go to Amsterdam, in the center, and this is my experience of it. Is that you go into the centre of Amsterdam and you you just find a bunch of British people in like horse costumes and it's someone that's about to get married mm-hmm. and they go into a condom dispensary and just walk in there and like laugh. Yeah, and then yeah. they come out and then they go to a McDonald's and then they go back to their hostel and they sleep. Accurate description. That's pretty much what happens. Come on, Amsterdam, fucking <laughs> I now have a flashback to bottom life where Rick is trying to communicate with the audience. Hey, fucking hell, uh, yeah. hey, 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 fuck, hey, oh, fuck. I fucking hell, fucking fuck hell. You wanker. Right, hey, 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 <laughs> yeah, we do so a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, it's as long as you stay away from the two main areas in Amsterdam, or three if you count the red light district, which is which is actually hilarious after dark. During yeah, the daytime, yeah. it's very bland, but after dark, it 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 gets wild. It, you're, and I love that one uh, heavy metal bar that's just there, and you, you're thinking like. Um, I saw yep. someone. I saw someone leave the heavy metal bar, go to one of the windows, and that was the only person I saw uh, any of the prostitutes turn down. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which bar yeah. you're talking about, actually. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like the one heavy metal bar. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, it was, you know, it was called the Hard Rock Cafe. Right, until the right. Hard Rock Cafe franchise moved in. And... Oh wow. So that's uh, that that's in a different location right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's near the Heineken factory, if I'm correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, they moved that then because yeah. it used to be on uh Leidsestraat, just off of the light supply. Sorry, I'm right. I'm falling back into Dutch here, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, please please do. You you are our guest today. Okay. Yeah. You're our guest. And uh we like to look after our guests here on the Ginger Talks well, podcast. Thank you if very you, much. I appreciate it. Not nice. Bully Vague. We had some fun right times now. We had some fun times though in Amsterdam. I, I'll never forget the company that I worked for um, on Thursday hired a new guy. And normally we would go out town on Friday night, but since it was his first day and we wanted to welcome him, we went out on Thursday night. And we stopped at our local bar and then it was like, well, let's let's expose him to downtown Amsterdam. So we went to downtown Amsterdam and we had some more drinks and some more drinks. And at one point I got like, listen, guys, um, 
I don't know how long you guys are going to keep this up, but I need to have something to eat just to neutralize the alcohol a little bit. And uh, the rest of them were like, no, nah, no, we're fine. We're fine. We'll just eat some chips. And they're like, no, I'll just walk over to the Burger King and get like a, a burger just to fill my stomach. And the new guy goes like, well, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Let me go with you. At that point, he was already at least five sheets into the wind. Oh no! And we order food. He uh, he gets the complete Burger King meal, and he starts drinking his Coke, and that's when the hiccup starts. Oh no! And I'm going to keep an eye on him because I was like, "This is not a good idea." If he starts throwing up in the Burger King, and by the way, this podcast is sponsored by Burger King. Uh, I believe it is. Yeah, home uh, of the uh, yeah. We, that's why we call ourselves the home of the Whopper. There you go. God damn it. <laughs> We finish our meal and we hook up with the other people who are in, in one of the bars that we go to in downtown Amsterdam. And uh, at that point, the new guy has this gray look on his face. And he says, like, where is the bathroom? And you're like, uh, well, they're down the hall, but I think they're actually closed. You may have to go downstairs. Like, okay, I'll be back. We, um, we drink a couple more beers and... Uh, 10 minutes go by, 15 minutes go by. After about 20 minutes, we go like, you know what? We haven't seen, let's call him Bert, for lack of a better term. We haven't seen Bert in a while. You think it's okay? Well, let's go check on him. So, yeah, he was passed out in the downstairs bathroom. So oh, we God. kind of freshened him up. Oh, this was on Thursday night. Friday morning, our boss comes in. It's just like... Um, did you guys go out last night? Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you take Bert with you? Yeah. Don't do that to the poor guy anymore. <laughs> he's 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 having a very 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 hard Friday. Oh, oh okay. no. <laughs> so we almost got somebody fired on his second day because he showed up to work hungover. I so I on on this big, you know half halfway across the country foray that I did. I was in a restaurant with someone and it was one of the only chain restaurants that I went to this entire, entire trip. And I'm sitting there with my friend and he knows exactly who he is. And, uh, we were sitting there and I'm like, Oh, excuse me. I'm going to go to the restroom real quick. I'm sitting in there doing my business. And then I hear someone walk in and just belch and then mutter oh shit and this shard this woman <laughs> just starts heaving there's this woman just like losing her lunch bag for a solid like three minutes while I'm finishing up in the bathroom because I was taking my time you know checking my phone doing a few things uh because I had been driving a bunch that day and I ignored my phone uh, and I walk out of, like, I come out of the stall and I'm washing my hands and I realize that the door to the bathroom got stuck open and there are tables right outside the bathroom. And so these poor people are trying to eat their meal, listening to some lady just lose her fucking lunch. Just loud obnoxious vomiting and i had thankfully finished my meal but i went and out and i stopped at the bar and i was just like 
Hey, uh, just letting you know, you guys might have to go clean that bathroom here in a few minutes. And the chick looks at me and she's just like, what? Uh, what? You clean them once a night. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're going to need to go clean that bathroom. And she goes, what do you mean? And I, there's a dude literally sitting next to me that she was talking to and is like eating food. And I was like, there's a lady in there who's not having a good time. And she's just like, what? And I was like, there's a chick puking in your bathroom. <laughs> She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. <laughs> and the bartender just goes, oh. And I was like, God damn you, uh, dumb bitch. <laughs> I, yeah, I was just going to say, like, normally people behind the bar would pick up a little bit on that. Uh, right. And can I just say, like, if you're heaving and, and vomiting for three minutes, call the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah. How, right. much, how much food do you have in you? Dude, I don't know yeah. what her damage was. You know when you get that that you know the next morning you get that bile sick though, where mm -hmm. it's just pure like, and it's like bright yellow. There's nothing yet. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. And I, I, I just, just hate throwing up with a passion. I have uh, throwing up, and I are is. You know, I just don't really want to really do that much ever. Right. Uh, thankfully, I'm not like a sympathetic puker or anything like that. But I, oof, that was a rough yeah. one. And I sat yeah. back down at the table and I'm just like, yikes. Uh, <laughs> they're just no. like, you okay? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Whoever is in the bathroom is not okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's something in your mind that that uh, people who see other people puke uh, do the sympathy puke, and other people there's like, okay, nothing, we'll just clean it up. Mm -hmm. um, we were in a bar in Amsterdam one time. Most most good stories start with that, I think. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the the bar where you usually play darts at, uh, there were some friends, and one of them had a couple of shots that that don't really go together. And she literally projectile vomited on the bar. Oh. And the, the lady behind the bar was like, I, I can deal with vomit. I, I, I can't. So she actually took, took a step back and I was like, well, he's one of my friends. I'll just clean it up. Give me a mop. Give me a bucket. I'll just take care of it. I mean, yeah. it's nothing more than stuff. You know. Oh, I, I have, okay, so, uh, confessions of of ginge that are kind of embarrassing i've hit a point now in my life where if i vomit i pee myself oh no my god so because i vomit so violently like so aggressively that i i inevitably end up peeing myself typically and I don't know what it is. I'm 30. And my mom was like, once you turn 40, this is going to be a problem for you. And I was like, shut up, mom. Don't say that shit. And now I'm like, mom, I'm fucking 30 and it's already happening. And she's like, suck it, nerd. And I was like, you need, to, you, need to do, you need to do those kegels. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not going to go into this conversation. All I'm going to say is, no, I don't. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's not the problem. <laughs> 
I'm doing the Kegels right now. Uh, oh boy, ladies, ladies, listening, do the Kegel. I mean, it, pelvic yeah. floor. Pelvic floor is not an elevator ride, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst sentence I've ever. Oh my god! I now have a visual, and I uh, I need eye bleach. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I've got you. I found this really cute gif the other day. Uh, oh God, no. It's cute. Uh, we're just gonna pop this right here. It's just a, a cute little gif. So that's cute. my eye bleach. Yeah, I do. Getting older, uh, my mom. She gets up really early in the morning and she, uh, my mom is a really light sleeper and she forgets that I can sleep a little bit heavier than she does. But when I was staying at her place overnight, she goes, Oh no, take my bed and I'll sleep on the couch. I'm going to be up and, you know, walking around and making a bunch of noise in the morning. I was like, okay, mom, whatever. Uh, after a little bit of bickering back and forth about it, uh, but then I'm, and because mom will never hear this, Tim, if you ever show this to mom, I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> but like, I'm in my mom's bedroom, you know, winding down for the night. And I rolled over and I see like her cute little like cell phone holder that props her phone up for her when she goes to sleep. And she's got her fan that she's had for like 35 gajillion years. And it's the same fan that all of us kids have used at like band camp and stuff. But then I looked further over and I realized that my mom's bed frame does not match the size of her headboard. And right. I came to realize how much like of little things like that I get from my mother. Because if you remember, I've talked about how when I first started streaming, I had king size box springs on the floor with a queen size mattress on them. <laughs> and I that. have these moments and waves of realization where I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I am, I'm slowly turning into my mother and I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, well, we all get there. We all get... I'm turning into my father. There's no <sighs> doubt about it. I pull same, the same faces same. as him, you know? Like, like, like I, he has this, like, cheeky look on his face that he does. <laughs> when he says something, like, silly. And, like, it's such an old man face, but I do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so proud of it. It's like, I succeeded in life as a parent. It's like when a male dog pisses on a like a shrub. <laughs> That's what he looks like. He, I've done a funny. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a funny. Well, it, I, I was packing to leave my brother's place, and I'm putting everything in in my bag, and I'm getting it all kind of situated. And Tim turns and he looks at me, and he goes, "All right, mom." And I was like, "Oh God, I do He's pack." Right pack my bags like mom <laughs> oh fuck because his girlfriend who's 
they they've been together for a long time and i absolutely love his girlfriend she's she's amazing uh and she just kind of looked real confused and tim goes no that's how mom packs bags and we started explaining because i had a blanket with me it's a real light blanket um it's one that i i take with me on long car trips and she looked at me kind of weird and my mom when she would like anytime any of us kids got old enough to be able to drive or like have a car of our own you had a blanket and a bunch of water and tools and that winter coat that like barely fits anymore that's been replaced like all that shit goes in your car because you never know when you're going to actually need it yeah, and then that, prepared, right? right right and i was like god damn it i literally have stuff in an event of like whatever i need so i don't have to spend money and but have you used it yes i used it all exactly exactly <laughs> so that's why you brought it and i'm like quit making fun of me tim <laughs> god damn it so here's here's my natural question stemming from this scenario so i'm gonna ask the room i'm gonna go for a piss at, right after i ask this so don't expect like you know top engagement for me but i want the podcast to run smoothly or maybe i can leave you with this this could be where we break right for for a second okay. uh, because i'm my legs are doing the old whoa uh, but <laughs> all right here's a question to think about what element of your parents are you most scared of becoming? What element of your parents? And I'll be back in two minutes. If people start answering and I'm not here, that's fine. But what elements of your parents' lifestyles are you most terrified of like catching on? Do you feel it like happening already? Uh, I'll I'll be back. Yeah, I, I, hmm. so I can think of one at least for my mom. Mm-hmm. Now, let me see if I can find one for my dad as well. I so my the hard part is my my I'm gonna give one and then check in with you, give you some time to think. My. Uh, my dad, he has always kind of had this personality, but it's slowly shifted a little bit, even more so where now that my dad is in chronic pain all the time, he just kind of like veges on the couch and doesn't do a whole lot, but he'll let other people really like, uh, like, oh, this is what needs to be done to make this person happy, but I'm not, like, it. it's not going to make me all that happy. It's fine. Whatever makes everybody else happy. Kind of like a people-pleasing instead of, like, standing up for himself. And I don't want to, I don't want to ever fall into that. And I see myself occasionally starting to fall into it, and I've got to pull myself back out of it. 
you know, it's so interesting you made that statement because that's it, right? Like, that moment where you realise that you're, like, an adult is when people that you would have at one point thought they're not adults speaking to you as an equal and you realise that interactions have just become you guys talking about the fucking weather. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's really bright outside. Right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then I find that legitimately interesting, and I'm like, I've become something that I wasn't before. That, but that's because most most people talk about the weather at nausea. It's a nothing yeah. conversation. It's an awful yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah, we don't have anything to talk about, so we're talking about the weather. That's what that's what that is. Yeah. yeah. So, so one thing I know from my mom is that she's overly protective at times. Mm-hmm. And she sees the bad things happen. And like if there are 50 different outcomes and two of them are bad, she sees the two bad outcomes. Right. Mm. And it, it, I remember distinctly that when I was in college, she visited my, my apartment one time. And we're walking back because she has she's going to take the bus back to the train station like we have public transport in the Netherlands just in case you don't know what a bus and a train is um, oh that's fine <laughs> you can so, get the train to Bolivar yeah, Bolivar yes <laughs> we have to cross a street to get to the bus stop there is no traffic on this street at all Except the bus who is on the other end of the street. So I start walking and I'm looking at the bus to make sure that I don't have to speed up my walking. She grabs my arm and says, like, no, there's a bus coming. Stop. And she almost pulls me <laughs> underneath the freaking bus. <laughs> so, oh, shit. And I see that every now and then with myself because once you have kids, you're a little bit more protective of them. Right, of course. Of course. For me, it's much more mundane than that. I don't have kids, obviously, so I don't have that instinct in me at this point. Uh, I don't want to save anyone's life, by the way. Uh, I'm not a bodyguard. I'm not Kevin Costner. Um, I won't always love you. I. Uh, um, the aspect that I like is complaining about bread. That's what I've got from my parents. Complaining uh, about bread. Yeah, I just find like they complain about bread in a really mundane way all the time. Like, oh, this is the wrong bread. This is the wrong bread. And I find that you know, being like the flamboyant character I am, I'm like, this is this is the wrong body of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I feel like my father when I say that. And I don't necessarily my father's a great person. I love him. But mm. um, Oh yeah, yeah. Same I don't want to be him. I never want to be him. You know, and this is another thing, this is what I take from my father is that we can we can go and watch like a, a like a tribute band at a local bar and he'll be like, Oh that was a bit useful, wasn't it? <laughs> and I find I find that <laughs> I found that I do that, but in a modern vernacular. And I'm like, well, kids today are just going to think I sound like a, a, a twat. 
<laughs> isn't, isn't that the famous British understatement of, of problems or, or good things? I think I've well, told this, this story once before. My English teacher had a story about that. Uh, okay. He was doing an internship in England. And um, he was living with his family and they were feeding him dinner and everything. And one night they're having meat and potatoes and vegetables. And the, Brit British the British way, by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> British potatoes apparently are glazy and hard. And mm. frankly for us Dutch, disgusting. We have, we have really soft and crumbly potatoes. We like them that way. So um, he eats his glazy potatoes. Go ahead. How dare you, by the way? Fuck off. Carry on. This is glazy potatoes. His host asked him, like, how do you like your potatoes? And he didn't want to say that they were awful and he wouldn't like them anymore and he didn't want to eat them. And he, he said, like, I'm, 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 I'm a guest with these people, so I have to be polite. So he goes like, well, they're rather good. He immediately huh. gets like a second helping because that is the best praise you can give a, a host. They're, they're rather good in, instead of what it means in Dutch. Yeah. It's like they're they're okay. Yeah, but yeah, but barely yeah, okay. But they're okay is enough for your host to start piling them on because yeah, they've exactly. made far too much. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, thank fuck we don't have to eat that. <laughs> Here's the thing in Britain, you know, you're talking about potatoes. What I've noticed is that what we what we should do with what we have is is boil them and then roast them or fry them or do. But they the the British have a, a horrific streak of just boiling the potatoes and then giving them to you with skins on, nothing done to them, no seasoning. <laughs> Fuck me. We're 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 uh, by the way, listeners at home, we're as dry as you hear. We we, we you can make you can make boiled potatoes taste good. It's just how long do you boil them? Do you boil them for two minutes and then serve them? Or Right. So what I do, I part boil them and then roast them and then crush them. Are they, so I boil them till they're soft yeah. and then uh, I get like a potato masher, but I don't mash them. I crush them and then uh, and then roast them, and you get like crispy, soft potatoes. Huh. But I hate it. when you get a hard potato with no flavor on it. It's the worst fucking shit in the world. Yeah. Right. Oh come on, yeah. It's like it's like eating box filler. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to be doing that. Well, welcome to the cooking show. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, fuck off. How dare you? <laughs> My mom. So I I have that, you know, that carrot allergy that's so great. Uh, My mom frequently doesn't think about that. It's because I'm never there. And... So I go home and we are, mom's like, oh, what do you want to eat? And I was like, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Um, so she decides to do some spaghetti. 
she had some sauce in the freezer that she had made a few days before. We spice it up, do all the different things. And then she just starts hand making noodles and sitting deeper on the counter is an open bag of baby carrots because my nephews were there earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> rabbits apparently. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, that was the thing that like in my family is like, oh yeah, no, you, you eat some, you know, baby carrots and you know, like healthy snacks. Woohoo. Uh, and I'm just like, mm, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Thankfully I was fine. But like my mom's friend who didn't take the hint of my daughter, who's never in town is in town. You should leave now so we can have dinner. Had dinner with us. Uh, and I had a long conversation with my mom and her friend about uh, edibles. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was definitely an interesting, interesting meal. Uh, all this to say is uh, that's the same uh, pasta recipe I'm going to use when I do my cooking stream that I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just sans carrots. Yeah, sans, sans carrots. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, it's going to be real fucking interesting, and I'm not super excited for everybody to judge me cooking. <laughs> I I like cooking. I just have a horrible time of getting everything together at the right time. Mm. It, it happens more often than not that one thing is done, and the other one still has 20 minutes in the oven. I go, God damn it, I was supposed to be done at the same time. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> because right. I took 15 minutes slicing the thing that went into the oven, and that was not in the recipe. <laughs> uh... Uh, I'm head chef here at Druid Towers. Uh, I've been cooking for my parents as well for the last five years. Mm-hmm. So... um. Part of what comes with that is that my mom is um, maybe the harshest food critic I've ever heard. Uh, do do the business. So I've had to become like a fucking little gourmet, <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll laugh it up. I have to think of a sketch from Monty Python. <laughs> oh no. Uh, we got red pie, red saw, ratatouille, and strawberry. Hey, buddy! Pie. Hey, buddy! I'm vegetarian. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, sorry, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but after he serves the food, they uh, they go like rubbish, and they throw the food at the cook. <laughs> I just imagine that the harshest food critic at your house is your mom, and she goes, "No, oh, yeah, it. yeah, rubbish. Uh, Try again." Yeah. No, she should be like druid, because she calls me druid, obviously. Yep. Right, druid. That shite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, mom. Just yeah. spent one and a half hours cooking yeah. that for you. Appreciate been, it. Yeah, I've only been rendering down that ragu all evening. Yeah, thanks for that confidence builder. It's- yeah. <laughs> I if there's a if there's one lesson one should learn about ragu is that it takes all night. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have all night. I was doing other things. Uh, oh, <laughs> you sassy monster! Not bad at all. Well, that's my mom will fucking tell everybody she can. 
you should know that Ginger is actually a really good cook. And I'm like, Mom, shut shut up. I I don't have time to cook. Like, I don't have time to sit, like, prepare a full fucking meal, even for myself, let alone anybody else. Shut up. (laughs) Quit telling people that. (laughs) No, you're great. Like, Mom, shut up. Yeah. Do you know what? You've, uh, like, my mom had a party at the house and uh, told me the night before, by the way, you're cooking. Ugh. And I made a vat of curry for Indian people. And they, (laughs) you can imagine, right? Mm -hmm. So I had all these grandmothers telling me, like, oh, you should have used garam paste. Like, fuck me. Like, all I've got is YouTube, man. What the fuck? Right. right. I I read a beautiful article about uh, about YouTube. The uh, there was a mechanic who says like I I've been trained on two or three different model cars, but people think I know everything about cars now. I don't. I just know how to use YouTube. Right. <laughs> I know about Landing McQueen. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Like I. I love my roommate. And she goes, you know how to change a car battery, right? And I was like, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's not that difficult. And she goes, okay, I don't, I, I need you to help me change my car battery. I've got a bar or a, I've got a battery. Like, here we go. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I think I bought the right tools. And so I pull up fucking YouTube and I go, all right, changing the battery. Come to find out, I had to remove like a couple different like covers and do do oh, a couple God. different things. But she did have all the tools. It worked out great. But I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you hide a car battery under other kinds of stuff? I don't know, dude. Unbelievable. It's we had we had a van, and it had it had an issue. Uh, it was something wrong. The check engine light comes on, and it runs a little rough. So we take it to the garage. They diagnose it. They say like, "Oh yeah, uh, spark plugs one and two are bad. Or actually, one is bad, two is going. So we'll just do you a favor and replace one and two. And I'm going like, "What? There's six spark plugs on that thing. Why don't you replace all six of them? I used to replace spark plugs on a car every fucking year. Right. And they go mm. like, "Yeah, well, it's 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 a little bit of a hassle, but." Uh, they're like, okay, whatever. So they replace them. I go back home and I watch the YouTube video. Somebody who describes how to replace all six spark plugs on that fan. I was 15 minutes into the video and he had removed like half of the engine block at that point. Yeah. I'm going like, yeah, I believe him now. Okay. One and two is fine. <laughs> I, every time I get my car worked on, they're, the shop that I found, they're like, hey, you know, here's what it's going to cost. Here's what things are like, do these are what you need to do. And I was like, okay, bet work, uh, do the things. And they're like, okay, perfect. And I say, Hey, I'm, I'm not rushing. I just need to know if I'm getting food delivered here or like, if I'm going to be able to go like buy my lunch somewhere else. Get like, how long are we looking? Well, so this is the kind of car you got, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, it'll take X number of hours bet work i'm gonna go get some work done and and just sit over here and do my thing and they're always they're just like oh 
we never expect, like, we expect people to be so, like, uptight. And I was like, what? You guys are the professionals. I'm the one who drove my car for, a like, nine months, took it across the country multiple times with terminals that weren't on my battery all the way because I changed my car battery when it was negative 10 Fahrenheit <laughs> with Jesus. no gloves on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm the I'm the idiot who fucked it up. You do it. You fix it. That's your job. <laughs> I will give you money. <laughs> Right. It's always it's always good to do car car maintenance without gloves on. By the way, you find a lot of things out about your car. Um, I had a friend of mine who had a flat or a slowly deflating tire, I should say. So uh, he didn't have the right tools to get his his wheel off and replace it. So we went to the to the store and uh, got one of the wrenches and he said like, well, let me pick up some gloves as well because it's really cold and I have to do it tomorrow morning. So it's going to be even colder. I get a chat the next day of him and another colleague of mine. They had been working on his car. And he said like, remember that I, oh, that was it. The tool that was came, that came with the car couldn't get the lug nuts off the wheel. So he had to buy a universal one. They remember that the universe, the, the the one that came with the car was not working on the lug nuts. He said like, yeah. He goes like, remember that I bought the universal one. I said, yeah. I said like, well, um, that one didn't work either, because when I put it on there, I actually stripped the lug nuts. Oh fuck! Because. It turned out that when I turned it, actually the whole wheel started moving with it. And oh. then, remember the other colleague? He said, like, hold on one second. He reaches over and removes the lug nut cover that was covering the wheel and the lug nuts. He'd been working on his car for two days and the lug nut cover was on there. He was basically stripping a piece of plastic. Oh, my God. And after I stopped laughing, I said, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was plastic. Lug nuts are metal. Didn't yeah. you notice that? He goes like, don't you remember I got gloves? I couldn't <laughs> feel the difference between plastic and metal. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I've worked with enough power tools, though, that I can feel the difference in the way a, a tool works. Like, and the right. way a tool moves. What kind of material I'm hitting. It's so classic. Yeah, I can feel showed... the entire oh. metric of our listener base change right now in this moment. I oh, no. oh. <laughs> I can feel the lug nuts with my hand. I'm like, just... oh, Ginger Talks podcast has just turned red, everybody. Oh, God. Absolutely not. Uh... <laughs> I've also got a text to uh, Susan uh, Wojcicki. <laughs> CEO of YouTube has just said uh, this is a perfect opportunity to reclaim your free trial to YouTube Premium. Uh, I signed up for YouTube Premium back when it was YouTube Red and everybody would confuse it for RedTube, which is a porn site. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? Wow. Uh Uh-huh. No, Uh... no, no. Um, I don't like penetration outside of marriage. (laughs) 
Unless it's a lug nut. Uh, and you don't have gloves on? Or you do it with gloves on? Gloves on or off. <laughs> Where the video joker says, no glove, no love. <laughs> Not bad at all. Oh, fuck. Well, I... I, uh... think... We should shift gears a little bit. Druid, did we have any uh, dating advice? We don't. Uh, okay. I'm still in the process of resetting up the dating advice platform. Fair. Uh, I believe that I was pinged the other day. I, I have to pay to unlock this message because it's on the old platform. Oh. Uh, I, I believe we've got someone calling back about an old message. Oh shit. So stay tuned for that because Jesus Christ, we had some oh, we had some wild. But no, I'm still I'm still reinstating that at the moment. Uh so dating advice is on hold for the moment. That's fair. Thank uh, God, because I haven't dated in twenty years, so <laughs> Oh, oh, we're no authority, my friend. We're no authority. I, I was okay. going to say, he's in a committed relationship, and I'm very much not dating right now. Uh, but I guess that shifts us into uh, guest questions. Oh, dear. And uh, the time has come, young nightmare. Uh, question from Red the Abnormal. What is, or what would be your mundane superpower? I've been thinking long and hard about this one, like I said, and it has nothing to do with porn movies, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to read the subtitles for that one. Exactly. Um, is the ability to rewind reality 15 seconds, is that not mundane enough? Like, what the uh, fuck just happened? I need to rewrite reality 15 minutes because I, I missed something. 15 seconds is what makes it mundane. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, what the fuck are you going to do with that extra time? Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not affecting reality at all. Just rewinding, kind of like the old TiVo. You're just like, wait, I missed that. What, what happened there? Right. So 15 seconds is what makes that mundane, perhaps. Okay. I can I can get behind that. I like that. TV, TV reality back for 15 seconds. Because then you're just ready. Yeah. For what's coming. But right. you can't change anything. Can we ask why? Just because I... Did you, like, I, I wouldn't sign my divorce papers. Uh, an extra no. 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um... There is there is this thing. Uh, I have a lot of things going on, and and I have not been diagnosed, but there is a distinct possibility I'm on the spectrum for ADHD. Okay. And I'm looking one way, and somebody else goes do something over there. It's like, wait, I miss it. Mm hmm. So it's basically uh, fixing my fear of missing out. I wanted to see that, but I also was working on this thing. So like, wait, what was that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh... So. You- 
as someone that possibly has ADHD, you think maybe rewinding for 15 seconds is going to make it better. Well, um, I'm going to disagree that that would be uh, beneficial in that, okay. in that scenario. Mm. Not to say that you are not my hero, because you definitely are my friend. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 15 seconds. I'd rewind 15 seconds so I could pull out. No. Oh, oh my geez. God. Oh, no. No, that's not me. Can someone take this from me? Um, I mean, I, I get well, I the... Want, I want you to think about that for a minute or 15 <laughs> seconds, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'll get, I'll get the dunce cap fitted. I definitely get the the missing things and needing to like wishing I had that to that fifteen second rewind button to just go wait a minute what uh, okay no I, yeah. I caught it because when you're talking to folks who have ADHD sometimes they just don't respond and then you'll re ask the question and they'll be confused and then you've moved on. And then they answer your original question. Like okay. that is something frequent in folks with ADHD. Can anyone with a like a medical degree uh, define this for me? I feel that I've got the opposite problem where I can hyper focus on things in real time around me. Like a a kind of three sixty degree fucking level of awareness. How can I curb that? Uh, no fucking what idea. Is, and, and and also, what what is that? So that's another part of the ADHD spectrum. Is that the total attention syndrome? Uh, yeah, it's the so, hyper focus because I have those same issues where. I hyper focus. But we can't all have ADHD, right? It's I, I'm not sure. I think I think what happens these days with uh all the different media that is being dumped on you, I think it's being bred into people. Yeah, right. Uh I make this point very regularly in staff meetings at the school. I say yo Look at the way that media is consumed today. Everything's given to you in short bursts. Yep. Tell me that that isn't like stoking a fire in kids that have this problem. Yeah. yeah. If long term video of long, long form videos are 30 minutes or more, I go like, wait a minute. We used to sit through movies. What happened to that? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Fair. And, but, you know, I feel like I've got the antithesis of ADHD in that I can soak up everything like a sponge. Even if I'm if I enter the conversation halfway through, I can soak it up. But it feels like a problem, right? Do you see what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that? What is it? You would actually benefit from the fifteen minute, fifteen second rewind. Sorry, not the fifteen minute. That would be an enormously long no, time. No, no, no. Because <laughs> you would be like so I've focused already... on one thing, you miss something like... that's going on. I feel like I've already got the fifteen second rewind, and I'm abusing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the 
the thing is, because I've looked into it because I've been very concerned about, like, I'm, I'm going to get tested for ADHD, um, because the difference in the hyperfixation and the hyperactivity, there's, there's different, just like with like autism, there's a spectrum of ADHD and I, uh, big fear, uh, where, like, if I even fall on the spectrum and where, because it would make sense for a lot of the weird, crazy shit that my brain does. Um, right. And just like the way my brain processes things, um, because a lot of the things that folks with ADHD, a lot of the things that they deal with are things that I, I deal with, like the a lot of the procrastination and, and, and things like that. And it's really, uh, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, we actually have a, a, a club here for procrastination. Well, actually we have an idea for clubs. <laughs> we're going to get together uh, sometime soon. Yeah. To, to get yeah. Off yeah. That is, uh, can I just say the funniest joke of the podcast <laughs> all night? God damn it. But, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's definitely, uh, a different, it's, it's, ADHD is one of those weird things that we're still learning a lot about. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, uh, that, uh, they said that women couldn't have ADHD. So, like. Man appropriated it? That's a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. What? Only no. only we can have ADHD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I it's that's a a big complicated thing. Either way, I like the thought of uh uh the fifteen second rewind. <laughs> well, ne- pulling it pulling it back. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that, that's that's a fart jokes. Yes. Uh so we have a question from one of our patrons, and then we'll get into a few others. Uh, so Star asks, uh, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> oh, wow. There are so many scary movies, as we already talked about at the beginning, like the, the really horrible scary movies. Mm-hmm. Um, can I make it a top five? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. The Shining. Well, okay. Um, okay. Alien. Okay. Yeah, a horror movie through and through. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, okay. Uh, the the connoisseur's choice. Um. Shit, there's so many. <laughs> um. Boom, 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 boom. Think of another one. Evasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh. The um, remake one. The one oh, with right. Donald um, uh, Sutherland. Well, what, what is the one? Is the, the original version of that is like a... Um, like a 50s meta, movie? A metaphor for communism yes. versus capitalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good in that respect. 
But I like the ending of the new one better, where, where Donald Sutherland's actually, got the his yeah mouth taken open. over. Yeah. yeah. Um. The Exorcist. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't fuck well. And I, ever, uh, I actually left out the one that I said was the most scariest movie I've ever seen, but it wasn't my favorite movie. And it was The Prince of Darkness. I think we talked about that during one of the uh, the Twitch streams, mm-hmm. which which made me unable to look into a mirror without getting nervous for a couple of weeks. Jesus. Cool as fuck. Yeah. Because uh, you're a big... You're a big horror guy. Like, the majority of your stream is horror games. Yeah. Yeah. About half. About, yeah, 50-50, because I like to do some uh, some story games as well, like uh, Mass Effect and um, mm. uh, Beyond Two Souls, stuff like that. That has a little bit more of a story to it. But, yeah, the scary movies, are, uh, scary games are, are just fun to play. And they they can can suck you in so good. Yeah, I I uh, I was actually scrolling my Steam before we started recording, and I sent you a link to a game that seemed like it was right up your alley. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, I and for some reason I just never expect you to be a big horror guy, and then I'm like, oh yeah, no, this he's. <laughs> Half of what I see him playing is horror. Yeah, it's 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 weird because the first time that I watched Supernatural, the first episode, I actually turned it off. I was like, "No, uh, I'm not in the mood for horror right now. Sorry." And I never got into uh, the evil. Uh, what is it? Evil Dead? No, uh, uh, the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Sorry. Okay. Because. I think in the first episode they chop somebody's head off and they smash somebody's brains and I go like, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? Horror movies, in earnest, do not scare me at all. So, like, what's the point at that point? Yeah. Um, My favorite horror movies are all basically comedies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right because um, horror like well so academically speaking you know horror and terror are two different things right mm-hmm. so i think horror is the sensation of like what the that visceral sensation when you feel gore and you you feel like weird about it and then terror is that slow creeping anxiety and terror you know terror is far more um effective than horror really that like slow creeping anxiety which is why like the films that scare me are never horror films they're films that relate to real life in a real way yes and horror yeah horror for me is fun yeah, the scariest thing is what other people can do without your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Stuff like uh, Silence of the Lambs. I didn't even think of mentioning that one. Yeah. That's... Where where your your next door neighbor is skinning people in their basement. Well, how fucking terrifying is that? I have like the mo- like movies like Strangers and 
and stuff like that. That's the kind of shit that fucks with me because growing up in the middle of fucking nowhere, you trust and believe that I've been like, <laughs> I'm going to get fucking murdered by this rando hillbilly that lives down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. I. Yeah, we don't have that because we're from <sighs> civilized societies. Um... Fucking brutal, man. Yeah, no. with stuff like that, with like, what is your favorite scary movie? Do, do, like, you should almost have like different categories because, like you said, Drew, there's like psychological scary, or there is visually scary, or uh... you know, it's my favorite horror movie is Evil Dead Two, which is basically a comedy, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, Sam Raimi uh, film. Basically a comedy. But, yeah. you know, horror and terror are two different things. And if I were to say things that have left me feeling uneasy in a real way, no horror film has ever done that. So how do you feel about a movie like Misery? Misery? Uh, where, not... where You're not familiar with it? No. Okay, it's uh, a writer who has uh, a car accident and... Somebody takes him in, she's a nurse, and she nurses him back to health. Right. But when he gets ready to, to leave, she actually breaks his leg again to keep him there. Right. she became obsessive yeah. with him. Yeah, so that's like, it makes you feel ill at ease, something yes. like that. Yes, uh, like uh, what, uh, fuck, so, what happened uh, to me? So there's one film that I couldn't watch in one sitting because I found it too uh, horrifying to watch or I found that the terror aspect was too real in it. And it's a French film by Gaspar No or Gaspar Noé, I don't know how you say it. Um, a film called Irreversible. And that is the... Maybe the one film I've never been able to watch in 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 one sitting. Yeah, I found it too disturbing. I found it too unsettling. Uh, so the film. Yeah, there are too many irreversibles. So irreversible <laughs> by Gaspar Noé. Uh, it, it is the scenes appear in reverse order, and it begins with a guy smashing someone's face in with a fire extinguisher in the most disgustingly real piece of uh, practical effect work that I've ever seen. Um, in fact, uh, several like big Western directors have like asked him, how did you make that effect? Because it's so real and disgusting. And then it, it, he, you basically find out through breadcrumbs in the story because everything happens in the reverse order, which is unsettling to begin with. That the reason that he was smashing someone's face in with the fire extinguisher is because that guy raped his, uh, raped his significant other. And oh, the wow. film, and during the film, you see the rape scene, but then what makes it scarier and more real and more horrifying is because it keeps going in reverse order what you see at the end of the film is the beginning like the beginning of the relationship 
Mm. And how much love was there and how much that instance of like mal malfeasance fucking destroyed that for them. Mm. And I like just seeing that was so disheartening and so difficult to watch that for me scariest movie I've ever seen, irreversible man. Because it just shows you can be in a happy place and walk in the wrong place at the wrong time and see that derailed. But then to see it presented in reverse order and see the horrible effects first and the love that and good times that were, like, were there before, after all that horrible stuff, it just made it all the more tragic. And I think that true horror, true fear and true... Uh, uh, kind of that feeling of being ill at ease comes with a price being paid and I've never seen a film that demonstrated that price being paid in such the same way Uh, a film that did that for me just because of where I was at that point in my life I saw the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yes yes oh god and I was just starting therapy to deal with all of my shit and getting just diagnoses, just period. And that film and the movie Carla were, oh, yeah. were movies that, because I'm a big uh, exposure therapy person because it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody else. Like, I mean, it, it, it very much depends on you but i am a big exposure therapy person and i would force myself to sit and just kind of not be numb to it but just it like okay you're gonna see this immediate and you need to not freak the fuck out <laughs> and right so that, i, I used are you saying, Ginger, that your exposure therapy is basically the basis of uh, Clockwork Orange? You know, <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it was one of those things where, like, those movies fuck with me more than anything else. And I, I'm a personal lover of unfulfilling endings and games and movies and TV shows where you don't get some neat little ending wrapped up in a bow you get a a realistic like you know jim shot harry harry was the bad guy but jim is also gonna go to prison you done fucked up son (laughs) and the story is not over yet because life goes on right those are some of my favorite uh I think you bring up a good point. The most scariest things are the ones that are relatable to you. Mm-hmm. That you say, like, this this comes awfully close to what happened to me, and it, it may be extrapolated to the extreme. Mm-hmm. But shit, this could have happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because in traditional horror, there's such a, a flight of fancy, right? And it there's this idea that we kind of uh, the 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 term is scophophilic uh, pleasure, and scophophilic basically means like 
the pleasure of the watcher. And and in traditional horror, as it stands, it's all about sitting back and like kind of having these popcorn moments with gore. But real fear comes in real life experiences. There's no doubt about that. Right. Well, that's I saw when I was on my trip, I saw the movie Barbarian. Mm. Which is a is a bit of a psychological horror flick. It's got Bill Skarsgård and I'm trying to remember who else. Um, and it was phenomenal. And there were some moments in that that really like hit me in a weird way. Um, oh, because it's placed at an Airbnb. Well, <laughs> there was that, and it also takes place in Detroit. Uh, but, like, there were certain things in it that just, like, kind of, like, got me. Justin Long is in it, and Justin Long does a great job. And so, like, it's it's a good flick. But as a woman who travels by herself a fair bit, it, like, whoo, whoo, man, hmm, whoo, that's a <laughs> spooky uh, feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one that, that, um, a Netflix film that I didn't expect to like do anything interesting was, uh, Jerry's game. Yeah. That was a, that was a really good one. So, uh, Ginger, do you remember the premise for Jerry's game? Yes. So they, they, a couple go for a retreat and, the guy handcuffs her to the bed, but takes a Viagra and has a heart attack. Jeez. <laughs> and you, and for the entire film, you just follow her on that bed and the entire mental process that she goes through while she's handcuffed to that bed, realizing that she's stuck, she can't eat, she can't drink. And mm-hmm. that is scarier than any of the like h- true horror aspects in that film. Is that idea that she's handcuffed to the bed and she can't get out? It's the same for me. It's the same like bit of psychological horror that um come or psychological stuff that comes from uh, one hundred and twenty seven hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where he knows. That he is literally stuck. There's nothing he can do. Uh, premise of the movie. Guy leaves a note. Doesn't say exactly where he's going. He's an experienced uh, hiker. Rock climber. Whatever. He falls and gets his arm stuck. And he ends up having to cut off his own arm. To survive. Uh, and the things he did to survive without water and without food like it's it's crazy but he uh like that is more terrifying to me than ooky spooky monster comes out of the woods to come you know clap my cheeks like whatever dude (laughs) yeah pantomime villain shit right yeah he's behind you it's the it's predator (laughs) right like 
that's so much more scary to me because it could actually fucking happen. And and, and then there's a movie that I completely forgot about, Psycho, mm-hmm. where you go yep. into a motel. And the mm-hmm. motel owner is not quite what he seems. It's kind of like the, the Airbnb you know, movie. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Out of all those slasher films, I think that's the, like the one that actually holds water as being maybe that's scary because yeah. it it presents as being like real. Mm-hmm. And um, but as an aside to that, when we when when we're talking about the metaphysical aspects of horror. Then maybe we're thinking the the Japanese are the best at it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The Japanese yeah. horror films are genuinely great at making that kind of feeling of uncanny and feeling that life isn't what you think it is. The Japanese horror films are the best at that. Right. Great. Yeah. There's there's now a wave of Korean horror movies that's coming out. K-horror yeah. and J-horror are phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal. but I cannot, I cannot get the Korean movies. I cannot get through there. Um, I watched um, The Typewriter. Okay. Okay. First three episodes. <clears throat> First three or four episodes. And I was like, sorry, guys. It's, it's just not working for me. The way that they're acting and everything, no, it okay. doesn't pull me in. And now yeah, I have the really? same thing with, um, I think it's Silent Sea. It's a movie that uh, plays on the moon in the Sea of Tranquility. Mm-hmm. There is a, a moon base there and they have to figure out what's going on. And well, there are small parts of that are interesting. Sorry to do it. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, no problem. No There's problem. small parts that are interesting. Like, hey, there is something weird going on. But then the rest of the movie just drags on and they're interacting unnatural um, yeah exactly my yeah. point uh i feel that in that part of the world in that kind of cinema they focus on melodrama yeah so much that it, it, it it's made strange which i guess is part of the psychological kind of appeal of the movie but mm-hmm. in Eastern Asian, like horror, uh, well, in 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 most everything that in acting, realism isn't the basis that they go for. Right. There's a there's, there's a melodrama in there. So another one that I did enjoy was All of Us Are Dead. Right. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh-uh. It's no. it's um it's a school where. I won't give away the plot, but there's an outbreak of some zombies, basically. And there's there's a whole backstory to it, but there is enough action in the story to get past that that dreadful drama, for lack of a better word. Because <laughs> there is some right. of that. There is there is some interaction because it is a high school class. There are relations between the students, and they do touch on that. But the story has enough pace to basically carry you over those pieces and they do give you a little bit of a background on that. Mm. 
Yeah, it's funny you say that because one of the films that scared me the most was actually a Dutch film. Ah, uh, I think I know which one it is. Yeah, it was called the uh, Jemme de Kont. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh there is there is a very famous Dutch movie. It's it involves a hitchhiker. I can't think of the name of the movie now. Is that the, vanish- the the vanishing? I think it is. Yeah, the vanishing is uh, legitimately quite scary as well. I don't know. I actually seen that studied. One. I uh, there was a US remake uh, that is not as good. Same as the Ring, I guess. Uh, but the original version of the vanishing is absolutely yeah. a bit of a trip. Hmm. Moving uh, on. Yes, <laughs> that was question one. So, uh, we've got uh, a couple that we'll hit real quick because I actually need to to roll soon. Um, oh, shit, yeah. All right. Shifted. My That's my okay. fault. No, it's okay. Shifted asks, "Why do you die so much in phasmophobia?" Because it's a game, and I like to fuck around and find out with shit. Facts, uh, uh, I love it. <laughs> and there, there is, there is one side note to that. Um, sometimes when the ghost starts hunting, I move my mouse too quick, I get turned around, and I completely lose my direction. As part of being in a game, I mean, if you if you be in real life, you turn around and you know exactly where the door is. Right. So, I, I have a feeling that uh, you die. Uh... In an insane amount in uh, in phasmophobia, and that's why that question was asked. Yeah. <laughs> or you throw yeah. yourself at the ghosts. It's one or the other, uh, and both are. Uh, both it has are... changed a little bit in the last couple of weeks because I think I think in some cases Lou is taking taking in the uh, 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 shit taking aggro. No, what is it called? The uh, uh, I'm drawing a complete blank here. Is it a tool? Smudging the smudging. Oh. Yeah, he walks in with the smudging to see if he can uh, prevent the ghost from hunting. And but yeah, I hang out in the worst place at the wrong time. Ah, <laughs> which is which is part of the fun, I think. <laughs> Me too, buddy. <laughs> and then. Uh, Zeno said, "Not really a question, but tell Ginger and Druid how you felt during the hashtag Brown Pants moment in Outlast." Terrified because Outlast is terrifying. It's a fucking scary and game, and that's why I haven't played it yet. Yes, it's got so many jump scares. It is uh, gory, yeah. and the premise behind it is also scary. Yeah. Anything that happens in an asylum is scary. Uh, this takes it to that level. I'll say to Xenos, the scariest part of the game was the IGN review. Yikes! What? <laughs> IGN fucking slamming every game they can. Uh, I never read reviews. <laughs> nah. Uh, and then we'll grab one more uh, from Re. How many times have your friends had your back? I don't know what that's in reference to. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. This this comes from uh, New World. Ah, 
and uh, we were playing New World with with a group of people. And after the first day, where we we're just waiting in queue, we finally got into the game, and we're we're progressing through the ranks. And we get back to the starting area, and there's a couple of wild boars that are roaming around there. And we're level twenty at this point. So like, if if the boar comes in our direction, you, you put your finger on them, and they're dead. You don't have okay. to worry about them. I need to take a bathroom break. You know, I go like, well, hey, uh, I need to go away AFK for a little bit. You guys got my back, right? And Rhi and me go like, yep, we got your back. I haven't walked away from the keyboard. They just finished their sentence. One of the boars just plows into me. <laughs> and they both go like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and they killed the boar. But after that, just like, yep, we got your back, buddy. <laughs> Oh, I see. I I assumed it had something to do with the game, but I was just like, yeah. um, I have no idea what this is in reference to, and I'm a little scared. <laughs> if you if you go to my Discord, it's the very first clip that's that's in the clips and uh, vods section. Fabulous. I'll just I'll just say this, and I'll leave this here. Uh, hearing Nightmare say that he had a wild ball going into the back of him. I've got the most <laughs> awkward boner of all time. <laughs> oh, and that's thus was the R rating of this podcast. Uh-huh. Or triple X rating. Oh, mm. fuck. Mm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this has been absolutely wonderful. Nightmare, thank you so much for joining us. Thank yeah, you for thank having you. me. It's, yeah, thank you so blast. much for your time. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's been long in the making, but uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Yes, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get you uh, back on sometime again for some more chaos if you'd be uh, willing to join us. No, no, no. Once and once, once and done. No, of course. Well, Come fuck. on, <laughs> I'll go fuck myself then. Okay. <laughs> and that's that's for Patreon users. <laughs> uh but uh nightmare uh we'll give you this opportunity to uh plug anything you'd like to plug tell the kids where to find you and then i'll thank you again and we'll sign off all right well appreciate it um I stream four days a week on uh, on Twitch, Monday through Thursday, uh, and on occasion on a Saturday. Uh, check me out on Twitch TV slash Nightmare, or follow me on Twitter at Nightmare4, because there are three other idiots before me. <laughs> um, those are the main channels. Um, appreciate it. I, I enjoy talking to people in chat about different things. I will put my game on hold and have a long conversation about psychological horror with you if you want. Yes. Um, no, no chat is lost on me. Mm, I'll be on Facebook. <laughs> what is Facebook, Grandpa? Oh, <laughs> pew, 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 shots fired. Oh, but <laughs> you telling me that's why he's not giving me Candy Crush lines? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Fucking chill. Sorry. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> Nightmare, thank you for joining me, uh, Druid. I'm so happy to be back and that we can continue to chaos mm. together. Yeah, I'm also glad that Druid actually made it back. 
because we were we were very concerned about you for a long time there, uh, Druid. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm much better now, thank you. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Glad to hear, man. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you guys check out our links at uh, linktr.ee slash ginger talks it's you know link is all the places uh that you listen to this podcast make sure you check out nightmare 